for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap chat, blap chat. What's going on? What up? Episode 33. We're here. Uh, Mundo Beats, aka Atlas, aka Earl. (laughs) Couldn't make it today. Um, he's actually moving into uh, a new apartment, um, but we're here. We got, you know, we have a, a, a special guest, a good homie here, just filling in for a little bit because he he's here recording some new music. You know, he stays, you know, here at the studio working, and uh, so he's filling in. Um, so shout out to my man, my man Sky Zoo. Yeah, what here. up? What up? What up? What up? On the humble, came yeah. through on the humble to do some work, and it was like. You want to put on another hat, be a co-host? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Exactly. Let's and you it. you were briefly on one of our episodes for like the, the what was it called? The Blapper Crap segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the last time we heard from you on yeah. Blap Chat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Sky, what's been up, man? Uh, Sky actually just came back from Africa. Yeah, just came back from on tour in South Africa. Tell, tell them you know why you were there. Yeah. The last time... When I was on Blap, like you said, I just got back from Europe. That's right. Yeah, That's so right. They like that. Scott do a lot of stunting on the radio. Yeah, nah, but, man. Um, Every time Sky's overseas, he jumps on Blap Chat. Yeah, when he gets let's do it. Yeah, now, nah, but um, yeah, just got back from South Africa like a couple of days ago, two days ago, something okay. like that. Um, we did uh, myself and Apollo Brown. We did uh, Cape Town, Johannesburg. Mozambique. Mozambique is actually East Africa. So okay. Bounced around a little bit. A couple mm-hmm. flights in between. Two shows in Joburg, one of which was the Back to the City Festival. Duh, the big city. one. Yeah, Back to the City Fest is April 27th every year. They always do it on the 27th. It's for uh, something called Freedom Day they have mm-hmm. out there. And Freedom uh-huh. Day represents the first time, get this, the first time black people were allowed to vote in South Africa. That's insane. Right. And it was 1994. Wow. Jeez. It was like yesterday. Like yeah. yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That so was f- after, after we were all born. Yeah, that yeah. was yesterday. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. So, um, so Freedom Day represents the first time that black people were allowed to vote in South Africa. Wow. So every year on Freedom Day, my man Osmic Mano, shout out to Osmic Ritual Stories, all them putting it together. They put the Back to the City Festival on. And um, it's like a, a public holiday, of course. You know, schools wow. down, works down, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, so it was for that. 30,000 people people every year it's between 25 and 30,000 this year I think it was a little over 30 wow 30,000 people outdoors it's the biggest hip-hop festival in Africa wow. not just South Africa but the entire continent of Africa and it's um you know it, it's retarded it's huge man and it just represents everything for hip-hop it's like their Coachella their wow. summer jam 
30,000 people, all the huge artists. Yeah, all the huge artists that are from out there rock and get busy. And then they bring the international acts like myself. This year, uh, Capadonna was on the bill as well. Mm-hmm. Mozzie got on it. Shout to Mozzie, who, you know. Hey. Shout to Mozzie. Yeah. Hi, Mozzie. Yeah. Mozzie is like was on it. Yeah. low-key How mover. He moves. Yeah, Mozzie yeah, all around the world. Mozzie move around, B. Low-key, too. Like, very low. Yeah, Mozzie move around. I'm in Moscow. Oh, I just Morocco. love. I I'm love like, the fact that Mozzie's like still going hard with the rap yeah. and shit, though. Nah, he you got know? up there and got busy, man. He rocked out, you know what I mean. So it was dope, man. And uh, just an honor and a privilege again to be out there two years in a row. I did back to the city festival last year, mm-hmm. so two years in a row doing this. My fourth time in Africa, so it was just all, all good things, man. Mm-hmm. Spent the week out there running around, enjoying the the, the culture and the fabric amazing. of the people and. Mm-hmm. Now That's I'm amazing. Back to the crib. That's amazing. So I, w- I want to ask you, Sky, and I've yeah. actually been meaning to ask you this, and I'm glad we're doing it on Blab Chat. But you know, you you've been able to kind of like transition your career into this thing where you have this this like really hardcore fan base, yeah, and it's transcending outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're in Europe um, multiple times. You're in Africa, so yeah. you're you're going out there, you're doing shows. You you have a lot of fans out there. Yeah, and you know, obviously, shout to Apollo Brown too. You've been traveling mm-hmm. with him. Right. You know what kind of what what's um seeing that it is a producer show, right? Yeah. And we talk about everything music production. Um, what's your opinion on, you know, kind of someone of your stature who's like a, a very much established artist with your own cult following which is yeah. what all artists mm-hmm. kind of strive to get it's Absolutely. not about the big single or this right. or that it's it's how how your longevity and how long right. you can maintain this healthy Absolutely. career like you've been mm-hmm. um you know what what would what would be your advice to the music producer that's like trying to work with someone like a sky zoo you know yeah. because when, when they're working with you you know, it's a different type of transaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, from like a major label thing where it's like, right. well, you can sign off and get like an upfront fee, but like you'll never be in the studio with the artist. Right. Right. Which is not necessarily a good thing, you right. know, as a produ- for a producer. So, what do you look for in a producer, and how important is it to build a relationship with with the actual producer? Well, relationships are everything. Yeah. You know, because I'm I'm the type of artist where. It doesn't matter the name you have or don't have as a producer. You know, if you mm. got heat, you got heat. Mm. Every project I've put out has had names like yourself or, you know, Apollo or Black Milk or whoever else that have names and have done a ton. Just Blaze, whoever else has been. Ninth. But there's, yeah, ninth, absolutely. But there's always been up and comers mm-hmm. on every project. You know, unless it's myself and one producer, like how you and I did live from the tape deck, me and Apollo with the Easy Truth. Other than that, there's always up and comers mm-hmm. on every single album. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just because I don't close my ear off just because your name is unknown. Right. Because everybody with a name started as a no name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, at some point Timberland was running around trying to get his beat C D to somebody. Or right. Pharrell was trying to sneak CDs to Teddy Riley down the block. Well, everybody started from somewhere. So if you starting here and you the next Timbo, you the next Ill Mind, you the next Apollo, I want in now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So that's a good you point. Know, yeah. So I always got projects with up and comers. I got a, a project right now, uh an E P that's coming out in July and there's a dude on there named Art Mitchell and we've been emailing back and forth for a year. I never spoke to him on the phone. I never met him. I don't know what he looked like. I know he's from overseas. Mm-hmm. And we've been emailing back and forth, you know, and he got a joint on the EP and on the album coming up. 
You wow. know, and I don't know who he is, wow. but we've been emailing for a year, and he just sending me beats, sending me beats, sending me beats, and some of them started clicking. Wow! And I was like, "Yo, actually, let me get the stems of that." Yeah. And it was another one. Yo, let me get the stems of that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And bong, now he's on the next two projects. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing. So it just happens like that. Yeah, so. that that's what I've always respected about like your craft and how you approach every album. Like, yeah. I mean, we, me and you have been working all the way back to like the mixtape days. Yeah, two thousand. But e- even then, like you know, I was in two thousand five. I was like, come like trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Coming up, like sending beats to Ninth Wonder, like yeah. yo Ninth, like, like fuck with my shit, you know what I mean? Beats, yeah. Like that, that's how I got like, to play you. play my shit to to for like you know Fonte and Pooh or whatever. Right. Like right. I was just like a big fan, and um and exactly that's how we met through yeah. like Crisis, and I I, I feel like you've always kind of adopted that mentality of like okay who is this kid? Like yeah. I never heard of him, yeah. but like let they're dope, you, here with you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me and tell I think you. I think you don't get the credit because you you been responsible for like cultivating a lot of the really big talent right there's, now. there's a there's a lot of people out there who you know who've come up are starting to come up that i i'm proud to say that i i was kind of early i'm never gonna say i was the first one unless i was literally the first right. one but i was there in the beginning like yeah. i may have been one of the first people to say yo that's dope or one of the first people to really promote it or pump it or do a record with that producer or artist or whatever it may be and it's an honor you know what i mean for me i don't look at it like oh i should get a piece of that whoever it is when they get on i don't look at it like that i'm just you know i'm I'm good with that person getting where they got because i've never been the type of person who is afraid to show love whether it's a producer mc there's no mc that's so nice i don't want to show no love to him because i'm afraid of what that's going to do for me i don't care who it is i feel like i'm better than everybody so i don't care if there's another dude who's super nice or a girl who's super nice, I'm going to show that love. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yo, Clam, get busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean, yo, Clam, nice. Let me tuck her away because, nah, you know what I mean? Because right. I know what I do. I know yeah, I get busy. Exactly. So I have no problem raising the flag for a Glam mm-hmm. or whoever else that get busy. I'm using her as an example because she's Same. here. But you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just how I'm built. To me, I'll show the love to whoever. So when it comes to producers... I want to hear everything. I tell everybody, yo, send it. If you got it, send it. Now, and if it's trash, I'm not going to use it, but the right. door is open. Right. The door is open, right. and you could be that kid from overseas who wound up with two joints on the next project who I never met because mm-hmm. he was dope. You so know? how is it for you, like like you said, if it's trash, you won't use it? Right. I know there's a lot of people out there where, let's say, for instance, if someone sends them something and it's not necessarily their vibe, it's kind of right. whack, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Do you reach out to them and give them, like, continuous opportunities like all right i wasn't fucking with that oh absolutely send me more because you know some people will kind of get turned off like ah your shit's kind of whack i won't i'm not gonna reach out to you or i won't check your emails again right unless it's that bad unless it's where it's like yo this dude definitely shouldn't be making beats he should definitely get (laughs) a job or manage a dope like 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 frog crickets and like farting noises right it's just like yo this is really awful but other than that nah because everybody grows right you know so Duke may be kind of whatever right now, but by the summer, mm-hmm. he, he might be on his Kanye five beats a day for three summers. Right. Yep. Before you know it, he's the guy. He's out <laughs> here. Also, yeah. too, they maybe initially they didn't know what you were looking for. Right. So they sent you just whatever. And I'll tell but people they have too, stuff in the stash. Yeah, I'll tell people, too. People always say, you know, what are you looking for right now? And I tell them, just send heat. Because if I say I'm looking for this sound, you might have something in the other sound that's bananas. Right. And I'm going to miss that because mm-hmm. I said, just send me sample stuff or just mm-hmm. send me non-sample stuff or just send me 98 BPM or 88 BPM. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, just, I don't give no criteria. I just say, send it. Send, just send it, heat. Send, some dope just send whatever you think that makes is dope. Sense. Yeah, because you say, you give a joint to somebody else, I hear, you know, 
Joel or somebody with a joint from you, I'm gonna be like, yo, why you ain't send me that? And mm-hmm. you gonna say, well, you told me only send you this type of right. stuff. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. That's, just that's interesting. That's so I mean? interesting because I'm trying to miss out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's interesting because uh, I, I think a large percentage of our listeners are producers that make beats for people who can actually rap, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a two two different types of beats. I mean, there's the beats that are kind of okay this is more musical and then mm-hmm. you have like the types of producers that are influenced by you know the marco polos and mm-hmm. the primos and pete rocks and dillas who create drums and beats that are designed for like pockets for rapping mm-hmm. right for guys like sky zoo mm-hmm. and joel ortiz and you know royce the five nine people who right. actually rap right so when when you're listening to beats right, from pro- producers whether they're old or new or people you haven't heard before what what are some of the things in those beats that you kind of look for um, to like kind of tell yourself, okay, yeah, there's a pocket in here yeah. for me to like write a song to. Like, right. what what are some do's and don'ts in your mind? Well, for me, it's always about the pocket. You know, I'm huge on the swing, the pocket. That's why I'm such a Dilla head, and you know, guys like that. Even if it's quote unquote mainstream, and I hate the term, dope is dope, whack is whack, no matter mm-hmm. what side of the fence it's on. But I'm huge on the pocket. Because the pocket is where I could really get busy right. and start jumping in and out of, like, double dutch. I could really start jumping in and out and just really swing it. The drums, of course, you know, I'm huge on the drums being right. Sample, no sample, doesn't matter. As long as it's live, man. As long as it's dope. As long as it gets me. I remember, I was telling somebody this yesterday, too. I remember as a kid reading an article um, in the source on Dr. Dre. And in the article, something stuck with me forever, however many years it's been now. He said, I can tell if a beat or a record is dope 15 seconds in. I can tell Dre said that. Yeah, Dre said it. And this may have been like 95, 96, Mm -hmm. something. You know what I'm saying? It was a source article from back then. And I remember reading that as a kid and him saying, 15 seconds in, I can tell. And I took that with me. And I can tell 15 seconds in. You know, if you got me within 15, I'm like, all right, yeah, let it rock. But if it's rocking and. They've been playing 15, 20 that's seconds. That's true. I'm all right. I'm all right on that. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's true because I've played you beats and like I would literally skip over it and you hear the first ha- half a millisecond okay. <laughs> and you're just like, yo, what is that? Wait, right. Because I was yeah. about to say, and I, I thought you was about to say I curved you because I was like, I never curved no, the Ramon no, beat. I no. never curved the Ilvon beat. But nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's I what happened in a split second, like you said. You know, That's what happened with, like, with, with, um, with um, Speakers, Speakers on Blast, on Blast yep. when we were doing Life and Tape Deck album. I had the shit on my keyboard and I, I almost turned the keyboard off. Yo, I was going to delete the shit. Everybody listening, if you <laughs> know the work for myself and Illmind, you know Speakers on Blast is one of the biggest records I've ever done. He got a million records, but it's one of the biggest records I've ever done. Um, he almost erased that beat. Yeah. He didn't like it. That's yeah. funny. He didn't like Speakers on Blast. I came to the crib. <laughs> we was getting ready to work on, you know, it was day five or whatever, yep. making the album. And, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just making some beats, man. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm the, I made something, man. I don't know. I'm about to get rid of it. Word, let me hear it. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Yo, give me an hour. Give me an hour. Yep. And then, you know, he went and did what he did. And an hour later, he came back and I was done. And Crazy. never be a drought as long as I'm in the front. And it just kept, you know what I mean? Like, on blast. Yeah, like, yo, he almost erased that Crazy. beat. You know what Crazy. I mean? So, you know, you never know. But like you said, you know, um, I hear it right away. You, you know, right if, away. And so that long story for the producers is saying, if you got to wait, a minute, whatever, to get to the heat and the beat. Like, we don't we don't need all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if 
there's an intro on your beat. If you got an intro like a movie skit or right. you know some type of build up, okay, I get it because right. I'm I'm about the story. Yeah. So I get it. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I get it. You know, I might skim past the intro to get to the beat because we're just listening to beats. Right. Once I fall in love with it, we'll go back to the intro. I'll write around that. I'll use that for inspiration. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt of a little intro. But if it's this build up that takes forever to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, let's just get right to it. Get right you know to it. Mm -hmm. Like, I can tell in 15 seconds, yo, this beat is it, or nah, I'm a pass, you know? Right. Um, I want to talk about, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. You don't, but we don't, you don't have to get into detail that you don't want to, mm -hmm. but um, you're, you're known for writing for people. Right. Um, and it's public domain. You've yeah, been yeah, in yeah. the studio. I mean, I've been there with you. Yeah. Uh, with, with the great Dr. A, Dre. Yeah. Um, you know, we've worked on the Compton album, stuff like that. Um, Tyrese, a mm -hmm. uh, bunch of people. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about those two. The first people one that I, I was kicking it with, not necessarily right. helping do other things with, but people that I was in the room just absorbing, being a fly on the wall, being right. a sponge, bouncing ideas back and forth. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Ideas back and forth. So in, in getting into the business of being so good at the pen, mm -hmm. right, and being a, a, a poet, a writer, um, and you're getting into these rooms with these superstars and you're feeding off of their energy. Mm -hmm. You know, what What are those experiences like? And, you know, is that something that you would kind of consider, you know, something you want to strive for if you're an upcoming, you know, rapper? Right. Or is that is that something that as a writer or a rapper you want to, you know, get into and start doing? Yeah, uh, for me, you know, it's something I wanted to do early on mm -hmm. you know as long as i've been rhyming writing rhymes for myself i started rhyming when i was nine you know as long as i've been doing that i remember not too much longer later wanting to write for other people because as a kid i mean at 14 15 i could hear certain records and tell who wrote what you know right. i grew up as a huge bad boy fan and i got a record on the ep that talks about that and um i Love grew up it. as a huge bad boy fan and i knew when i heard no way out you know, it was public knowledge. Puff didn't write anything. He, he was cool with that because he wasn't a rapper. You know, Big said, yo, you should rap. You know, whatever. Let's do it. You curse right. on the show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Big was like, fuck it. You should rap. You know what I mean? That, you know, Puff never thought about rhyming. And Big was like, nah, go for it. So everybody knew Puff wasn't a rapper. He wasn't a writer. He just had the energy to sell mm -hmm. and get busy. So with that, I knew who was writing what. I could hear certain records and say, oh, Jada wrote that. Oh, Mace wrote that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could say, oh, you know, Jada wrote Senorita on No Way mm -hmm. Out. You know, Styles and Jada wrote on, you know, the Benjamins. And, you know, Jada talks about how that first Benjamins verse was his verse. What y'all want to do? Want to be? But he was like, yeah, that was one of my old rhymes. So, you know what I mean? That's and, crazy. And Puff was like, yo, let me have it. You know, so that's crazy. when I peeped all that, I was like, well, I could do that because I'm nice. And this is me at 15 years old. I'd never wow. even been in the studio. Wow. I'd never stepped foot in the studio at 14, 15 years old, but I knew. I was like, I could do that because I, I know I'm nice. You know what I mean? So I could write for other people too. So I wanted to do that not as much as I wanted to be an MC in my own right, but 60-40. I was like, I definitely want to write for people. And you helped with that. You know, I've, I've mentioned that on Instagram and Twitter that, you know, Illmind was a huge assist. He definitely was the Chris Paul to the Blake Griffin Word. in the sense of writing for people mm -hmm. because it was you being in those studios with certain people and then making the call and being like, yo, come to LA, come mm -hmm. to Atlanta, yeah. come to Miami, come wherever. And I would float out there and then, you know, we run around in the rental all yeah. day and get busy in people's studios and then bong, now I'm, new yeah. dudes is clientele, now I'm serving them, you know? Yep. So um, 
for me, you know, I love pinning for other people. I love yeah. it. You know, it's a way for me to flex different things that I may not do for yourself on my own. Yeah. And the crazy yeah. thing is that we're just getting started with that. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a absolutely. lot more. Yeah. Rooms yeah. that will 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 be. Let's in. do it. You know this. Sure. As a writer, as long as you're not closed-minded, being a writer is being able to flip and bounce in any different thing that it calls for. Like, for instance, you look at actors. Will Smith doesn't curse, but in movies he'll go crazy. Whether it's Bad Boys, whether right. it's Collateral Beauty, whatever, whatever, he'll go crazy because he's putting on the hat and the shirt of someone else. Right. Now, when he's in his own life, or when he's making music, or when he's hanging out with his kids, he made it known he prefers not to curse. He doesn't curse in his life. He chills out. He does his thing. Right. But when he's on the movie set, he's not going to say, "I can't curse in this right. twenty million dollar right, movie." Right, right. This is the job that it calls for, you know. So that's the way I feel with ghostwriting. You know, I've written records for people that I would never spit myself as Sky Zoo, but as Skylar. Taylor, the writer, right. absolutely. You know, wh whether it's some down south trap type flow or whether it's East Coast, West Coast, whatever it might be, we can do it. You right. know, I've, I've written stuff for chicks where it's like I'm speaking from the, you know, from the point of view of a chick. You know wow. what I mean? So, of course, that's not nothing I would spit. But when I'm penning for somebody else, there it is. You know, so is. um, so I love it, you know, and, and going to the, the part that you mentioned as far as up and comers and MCs and all that. Definitely try to get into ghostwriting if you're really, really it when it comes to the pen or if you're really it with the hooks. Mm -hmm. You may yep. not be the craziest with the pen, but the hook game is huge for ghostwriters because you got a lot of dudes who can write, mm -hmm. who can spit crazy 16s all day and blow you away, but the they, they don't it. have no hook game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could be a dude that just ghostwrites hooks. And that's even easier yeah. because it's, yeah. you know, it's just, four lines yeah. repeated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I got to sit there and write 16 and a hook and another 16 right. and a bridge and a yeah. post hook. Yeah, I got to do a lot of work. If yeah. you a hook guy, you could just sit there and mess around and write a hook every couple minutes yep. and mm -hmm. you ringing off. So, you know, if you have either the pen to really go there lyrically or if you're more of a hooky type, vibey type, or if you're both in one, you could really get busy. The only issue I'll let people know with ghostwriting is a very difficult game to get in because with ghostwriting, a lot of the ghostwriters, and thankfully I can say that I'm not on this side of the fence, but a lot of the ghostwriters are writers who wanted to be rappers and mm. didn't make it. Right. For a lot of different reasons. Some reasons their own, some reasons no fault of their own. So, you may be an awesome MC, but you don't have to look. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not fly, whatever, right. whatever. You might have a weird voice. Your voice may be real squeaky right. or real low. And, you know, you may look a little funny. Like, you know, being, <laughs> an, being an artist is a lot of different it things. Yeah. It's a ton of different things. It's the music, the look, the sound, the mm -hmm. vibe, being a people person, being able to perform, yep. having good energy, people being attracted to you, whether it's girls or whether it's guys just wanting to be around you and think you a cool dude. You know, it's a lot of different things that go into being an it's artist. being a superstar. Yeah. Absolutely, or at least a star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. At least a star. If you if you ain't Steph, at least be Draymond. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh -huh. you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, if you don't have that, but your handle is crazy, then you could teach people how to dribble. Exactly. You know, so it's the same mm -hmm. thing where it's like, all right, if you don't have all those elements, but you can pen, then you become a writer. But on the flip side, those guys a lot of times are still a little envious that they didn't become the star that they are. Right. So if you're already moving around, you got a fan base, you can sell records on your own, you know, you can tour Africa and Europe and get busy and run around and get press and ghostwrite, they feel a little way about that. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get in that room. 
You know, it's hard to see. Unless you don't, have the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Don't ask, as an MC, don't ask another MC who ghostwrites, yo, can you help me to ghostwrite? They're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're not going to say, yeah, oh, I write for such and such. Yeah, right. come with me when I go up in there. Because right. now yeah, you might take their play. And that's studio. all they got. You know what I mean? <laughs> so exactly. for, I knew I wasn't going to get it off of a rapper. I knew it wasn't going to be yeah. a ghostwriter. And I think years ago I tried to. I don't even remember some of the rappers yeah. I might have tried to build with. But I knew I wasn't going to get in those rooms with somebody who was already a ghostwriter. I knew it was going to take a producer, A and R yeah. manager, and you was the one. You know I, what I mean? I'll of be course. I'll be honest. I think a good a good key is probably the producer, right? Absolutely. And not not just because of our relationship, but right. I think that's kind of true in general. And and that's one I guess leads me to like just one piece of advice for our producers listening is mm -hmm. like get with a writer. You know, if you're a yeah. producer, yeah. It, get with someone that you really fuck with, that really believe in, yeah. who can fucking lay that shit down you know yeah. whether they sing or rap or That's do true. both if they're good with words they're valuable in a session yeah. when you're yeah. writing a yeah. song you know like yeah. when i you know if if when i get in the studio with like a big pop singer and there's like pop songwriters who are really amazing with melodies and and all that stuff and they're like blah 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 like like that world like sky zoo is gonna be in that room with me why right. because he is a poet and he yeah. knows how to flip words appreciate it mm -hmm. and when you incorporate that in that kind of environment you can get something really interesting yeah. happen so if you're a producer out there i think you know you're gonna up increase your stock if you have writers around with you I yeah think that's and, very and, valuable. and vice versa because you know what you can also do if you coming up you can start pitching as a package yep. yeah you know? You a lot of artists look for beats, and when you send in beats, mm -hmm. it got a hook on it already. That's what I was gonna say. Exactly. They can help you, even if it's an idea. Because like, there are times where I'm in a room, like in a studio, and I'm showing some of my friends some of my, you know, beats, and they're like, "That's dope," and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm finishing it," and they're like, "That's done." Right. You just need a voice on that. Right. And I'm yeah. like, and then like sometimes one of my boys, shout out to uh, Prem, every time he hears a beat. He's like mumbling shit in his head, right. and I'm like, "What are you hearing?" Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what right. I mean? It's so clicking. It's, yeah. It's and clicking. He's like mumbling shit, and I'm like, "Okay, like clearly you hear something, but like, yeah. what, what direction are yeah, you, going? you going?" Right. So you know that's interesting because having somebody, even if you don't have the artist already, like you said, you can pitch that. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They can they can help take the beat to another level. Yeah. Like they can hear something that you didn't necessarily hear. Absolutely. And it's like, oh, okay. Absolutely. And then it becomes a unit, and you're pitching it as a package, and mm -hmm. now. As an artist who's looking for beats and looking for help with the pen, mm -hmm. they may say, yo, the work is done. I just got to fill in the blanks. Yeah. A lot of times beats come with the hook. So you pitch the whole joint, yeah. you know, and a lot of records come like that. You know, yeah. a lot of Rihanna records, a lot of different people. Oh, my Ma God. Mainly R&B records. Mm -hmm. It happens with hip hop, too. But, you know, mainly R&B records, you know, I mean, on the hip hop side. You know, uh, the B.O.B. joint, Nothing yeah. On You, you know, that was for Lupe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they pitched that as a package to Lupe, yeah. and he didn't want it, and it went to, you know, B.O.B. Rec so records records go through so many phases, yeah. especially yeah. hit records. Like, especially on a major I'll, label. I'll give you an example. I was in a session a couple of days ago at Jungle City. I can't mm -hmm. say what it's for. Scott, you know what it's yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was probably one of the most intense experiences for me because it was for something that required... A, a a very precise um, level of like uh, precision, and and every single person involved in contributing to that song is like very uh, important. So, I mean, it was just like a, one of those sessions where like you look at the actual Pro Tools session, 
and there's there's literally almost a thousand tracks. So you're going in yeah, there and you're zooming all the way in on this like millisecond. Yeah. And it's like, for example, it's like um a string turnaround, like yeah. a da 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 like mm-hmm. going into the hook. And you're comping like 100 different takes and saying, yeah. okay, that yes. one is cool. Yeah. Oh that God. one is decent. Yeah, All right, let's try another one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe that one's cool. <laughs> maybe we can nudge that. Let's try another one. Mm-hmm. And you're literally doing that for hours. And, yeah. and like you know that this song that you're working on is probably going to take almost a month. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, and then and then after it's all said and done, they can fucking scrap it and then go with version yeah. one. So yep. it's right, all exactly. these songs are, are <laughs> when you hear the shit on the radio, guys, especially like pop hits. Um, not so much urban, yeah. but m- mostly the pop stuff. Like these songs have been through. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. 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 The pop stuff, I see it. it all the time in the studio. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Being yeah. at engine room, right? Yeah, huge sessions. Yeah, I've yeah. heard. Um, one of the hip hop ones that sticks out to me, I heard uh, that one of the Maybach musics. I think it was three. Okay. whichever one Erica Badu was on, uh, I heard that one might have been like three hundred tracks. <laughs> I'm sure uh, all of the lights. All the lights. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So that you heard about oh, yeah. how many people was. Yeah. 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 I would be stressed out. Yeah. And Kanye is just like he's all about like yeah. let's try Change it again. This. Try this. Yeah. Try this. Try this. Sounds better. Yeah. And that's when in, that's when the the music almost becomes math. You know yep. what I'm saying? It almost becomes science. Like yeah. You know when oh. you're dealing with that much and and you got to find the balance of still being in love with it after hearing a record. 80 times that's when you gotta <laughs> like really break shit down on paper yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. I yeah. discipline yeah. yeah yeah that session that I was at there was a there was a guy that was there and his sole job was to convert everything to sheet music yeah, yeah. so he's taking this stuff and literally mm-hmm. he's, he's got the sheet music and yeah. filling it in so yeah. it gets really intense man yeah that, that's it like does. that's like Intense level of like music production. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not it's just like, like how oh. much do you love this? Yeah. I was just about to say like, that. No, how that's bad you want it? Because I just went to, I recorded at this spot not too long ago and they didn't really have any like plugins or anything, which is fine because I take my stuff like raw and I mix it at home. Mm-hmm. But I, all together, the uh, stems was like 110. It was like 110 oh, things of like multiple, multiple takes of multiple parts. Right. So not only am I cutting through all of that shit, I'm looping. Like a piece of the song over and over again to figure out which take out of twenty of right. these is the one. Is tight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if I like another one, and do I like this word here? Yeah, and I'm a yeah, copy yeah, yeah. And pay- exactly. Yeah, different words, different words from different. Yes, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a but lot of discipline. Glam, I know you're like somewhat of a perfectionist too. I've oh, seen oh, you in the studio yeah, and the way you work. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's why your music ends up sounding yeah. the way it does because like, you're you're down to go back and say you know what? Let me try. Yeah, you have to because it's like it kind of makes all the other work void like it's like oh i'm gonna just keep it unless you're yeah. like really really like fucking with it like no i like it off like that uh-huh. then yeah or, or you're like no nah, i just don't feel like like no yeah. you can't you can't do that like yeah because <laughs> at the end of the day the you may product. be tired yeah absolutely you may be tired in the studio yeah it's not a big deal it'll fly but then that music's coming out yeah, yeah. exactly so when they come out it yeah. exists forever it, it, yeah. it better sound you better have had your hand in it as much as you can yeah. up and until the point. I think so there's it's no also, regrets. I think it's also about your ear too. Yep. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll hear something. I'm like, nope, that shit is bothering me. Yeah. I need to nudge it. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I still need to nudge it a I'm bit the more. Way. And then people are like, nah, it's fine. I'm like, nah. nah I hear I it. To, it's yeah. not yeah. working. I need to unquantize. Yeah. yeah. So right. Yo, let so me cool. tell you. Uh, me and Lorenzo, shout to Captive Lorenzo. He's yeah. been engineering all <laughs> hey. my stuff as of late. And we finished the EP. Uh, finished Peddler themes like two weeks ago. And then I went to South Africa and I came back in today, which is why I'm here. And I said, yo, we got to 
refix this, this, and this. And it's little small things. It's like we, I'm going to just say this one word over. Mm -hmm. And we're going to rebounce this yeah. whole vocal yep. acapella, second verse, first verse, whatever. I'm going to just say this one word over mm -hmm. and nudge this and do that. Because at the end of the day, no matter what people think, as long as I'm proud of the work that came out, then we can start from there. Yeah. Yep. If yeah. people are saying they don't like it for this or this or this, and I got to sit there and be like, Dad, well, they might have liked it if I would have went back like I thought mm -hmm. I did, right. but I decided not to. Now you're not going to be able to go to sleep. Now yep. you, you, you're not going to be able to live that down. So as long as you can get it to a point where you can look in the mirror and be happy with it, well, then you, you okay can go. Yeah. And, you just got to jam with it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you and, jam with it, then... And no song is ever finished. That's exactly. what um, Commissioner Gordon told me, because I would have this like stigma. People would be like, your production's too simple. It's too easy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he would tell... We was like wrapping up my album, and I was kind of like anxious like trying to add a little shit like here and there yeah. and he was just like don't overthink you know your, your just let it, let it and he be. was like we had Nick we had ran this one song into the ground like mixing wise and mm -hmm. then finally he was like how do you feel about it like he played me the final one and I looked at him and I was like you know you just put on outfits you keep putting on outfits work. your mm -hmm. hair's not working and you know you're just like fuck it I still gotta go outside I'm gonna just go outside. Like it's just, I'm gonna just go and be just, what it is. I'm gonna just put on it. Let's just do it. Yeah. But it's never gonna be finished. So no, just, no song is ever really finished. Yeah. yeah, and it's like perfection said. You know, it's um having the ear mm -hmm. and something that you know I learned on one of those uh, one of those LA trips. Me and Illmind was out there together yep. messing with Dre. Is a reason he's the greatest. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree mm -hmm. or not, here's why you have to agree because his mm -hmm. ear. Is insane. Yeah. insane. I remember sitting in the studios, me, him, Focus, uh, Ty, couple guys. Cardiac up there. went in there. Uh, Cardi might have been in there. I don't remember. It was one of those millions of trips. But um, I remember sitting in there, and Dre was talking about a tom, but it was something behind the tom that nobody heard. Mm. And he was like, "Yo, you hear that?" I kept bringing the bad brain. Nobody heard. He was like, "No, no, no." Listen, listen. And he turns it up to air beating blistering levels yeah. <laughs> nah we don't hit and then finally he was like right there that it was like yo what <laughs> yeah. like how yeah. did you hear that and he heard it and he removed it and it made the difference in the record yeah you Crazy. know same thing with other things where we'd be working on things and he, i just watch him do little things here and there and it would totally shift change the direction and change the dynamic of the record yeah. and it was like the smallest little thing and man, the, the advice I got from that guy, shout to the doc, man, shout to Dr. Dre, just just the tools from being in the room with him, being next to him, being a sponge, absorbing and all that, just the jewels was mm -hmm. priceless, man. priceless. Yeah, priceless. absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's a definition of a real Hell producer. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh. Hell yeah. Come on, dude. I love Dre, yeah. man. He, he's, man, so he's many the, the best. I don't want to say that he's the only thing we have like that, but like West Coast music is... Um, it's a it's a it's a touchy subject. Like I just yeah. feel like because it's like you know East Coast West Coast. Yeah. Even though it's past that, it's been past that. Yeah. But like West Coast music is real different. So to have like a representation like Dre to For be it. like mm -hmm. to yeah. have that yeah. is like thank you mm -hmm. because we could easily be out here like looking crazy. Yeah, like, he just has us. He got he he got it. He yeah, he got it. He's a, he's a, he's a legend, man. And he keeps yeah. it going too. Yeah, he keeps, he it, keeps going. it going. Yeah. He keeps it going. Strictly man. for the love, mm -hmm. exactly. Because we all know what he has and 
why he doesn't rich, have to do this right. ever exactly. again. It's probably never going to come out, but it's okay. But it's okay. okay. Right. I'm he, happy he for does him. Everything <laughs> he does is off the love. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, that's when it's real. That's when nothing can be questioned. I was nothing 10 can be when Chron- Chronic 2001 came out. Oh, man. I was 10 when I first ho- heard Explosive. I was like, older than that 10. That was when I was. I'm <laughs> sure older you than were. 10. <laughs> but I just remember Crazy. as a kid hearing Explosive and was like, No, that's Whoa, real. Yeah, like, what is that? Yeah. Insane, yeah. insane, man. I was like, oh shit! Crazy. Well, oh, Sky, appreciate you, you know, stopping by real oh, quick. Man. I mean, you're always here. Like when we record our shit, you're always in the B room. I mean, yeah, I'm always in the B room. So you finally on came out. And yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, like you said, um, just here working, man. Peddler Themes is coming out in, yep. in July. July. Yeah, Make you, sure you guys cop that. You got a yeah, Meezy got a couple monsters course. on there, man. He got a couple monsters back to back. I can't joints. wait for them to hear that. Joke. Yeah. Oh man, and then the other joint. He got a couple yeah. monsters on there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Let's go keep talking about it. Like, okay, and that one, and then yeah, we got it. Ah, I'm about to plug up my phone and play the unmixed rough. Nah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, you know, Peddler Themes is coming out probably like July, June, okay. July. And then right. uh, in celebration of us, the full length album will be out probably December. Tight. So I'm getting started on that now. I'm in a space with that where I'm never going to close the door on beats. But this is the first time on an album where I got too many beats that I love. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, I'll have the fabric and the foundation of what I want it to sound like. And then I got to go find the other pieces. And, well, let me call this guy. Let me call that guy. Right. You always come through in the clutch and remix something or make some new stuff on the spot. This is the first time I haven't, you know, started one record. I haven't written one line for the album yet. And I got like 20 beats that I want all to be definites, but I'm capping this at 15 joints max. Right. Because I don't believe in going over 15, 16 joints an album, so I have a problem. Yeah. Too many beats. Yeah, my man Marlo Stanfield say he got a good problem. (laughs) You know, I I, I got (laughs) a good problem. I'm like, yo, we got too many beats that I love. You know what I mean? Like, I always go through about 40, 45 beats on an album and narrow it down to 15. But this time, there's like 20, 25 keepers. I'm like I, I, I'm not doing a double. I'm not yeah. doing life after death. So I got to figure this out. So well, you can always hold them for late for a later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I I'm could, saying? I could. If you the, know, the, on the timeless. Tip. I still got to get some beats from Perfection from yeah. Glam. So yeah. sure. I might wind up with 35 <laughs> yeah. definites. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know she gonna get a slide off yeah. rip just yeah. off the rip. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to nudge somebody <laughs> for you her. Nudge. You know what I mean? Nudge. So that's where they're. That's where that's where the politics comes in, guys. Okay. That's fan. Sorry. Sorry, producer. From Europe, the relationship. Uh, Listen, that's where the fandom comes in. At. Here. That's, yeah. where the, that's where the yeah. fandom come in. At. Exactly. So she would have to nudge dope. somebody. Exactly. But nah. But um, yeah. Peddler themes come out in July. Cool. And then uh, in celebration of us in the winter. And all right. You know, it's yeah. officially Sky Zoo season in 2017. And like three more Europe tours, and I'm working Crazy. on Japan. All this stuff before the year's over. So. Cool, and, and I'm sure they'll hear the shit that we uh, worked on together for that one artist. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other one that, that, was, in, in that was on the video, that was on the video. Yeah, they'll, they'll hear that. A couple stuff other too. things. There's yeah. some guys in LA that we was down there working yeah. with, and like a spaceship and all that. Yeah, they got the spaceships and some of that stuff. We was and they're like on. way richer than us. Yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. Good stuff, but uh, we're just out here having fun. But Sky, appreciate you coming. Yeah, on. man, you, you know already know, know on the humble. Absolutely. Sky Zoo. Love. Let's give it up for Sky. Hey. Woo. You're talking to us. Yeah. E, Jimmy Douglas. Jimmy Dean Stops. Just kidding. <laughs> Pick up All the right. phone, baby. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, man? It's Illmind. 
Yo, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on, man? You're you're live on Blab Chat, man. Um, I'm here with my co-hosts. Hi, this is Perfection. How are you, Jimmy? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. And this is Glam. How are you? What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Blab Chat. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, so let's give a warm round of applause for the great Jimmy Douglas. Hey. Uh, you should see us. We're popping bottles hey. here. We got confetti here for you. Popping you can't cans. see us. Popping cans. <laughs> got some wine. Arizona cans here. I wish we had. We don't, we actually don't have wine today. We don't. Right? Damn. It's a dry so day. anyway, Jimmy, man, thank, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for taking the time out. I'm sure you're probably, you know, in between projects right now it's sessions um just i'm assuming your schedule is crazy because of all the amazing work that you've done over the years so thank you for joining us today man definitely thank you it's a pleasure mm-hmm. yeah so just to kind of uh give you a little you know background on on the podcast this is um you know an all music production podcast we are, our listeners are producers engineers etc you know we're all nerds in this mm-hmm. so uh you know, um, I, I, I kind of want to start this conversation with you um, on sort of the, the very beginning of things. Um, that's kind of how we start all our guests off. So, um, you know, what, wh- where, 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 did, uh, where did you get your start, man? What, what, what happened in life to make you decide that, okay, this is my calling. I want to study sound and become an audio engineer. I didn't, I didn't decide. I didn't decide. Wow. Okay. It, 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 Break it down. And no, it came. It came to my look. I was just a kid, and you know, it was a suburb in New York, Great Neck, Long Island. Oh yeah, Great Neck. Nice. And there I was, and there was a kid, and I would play. I had I could play music. I played in bands. Yada yada. I didn't even know what a studio looked like. Wow. Had no clue. You have to you, see. The thing is, I live, I grew up in a world where, like, you you know, right now you turn anything on, you can see the whole world and everything that's happening, how everything works. Right. It was. The dark, it was dark ages. You heard music on the radio and that's all you knew. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all you knew. And you were like, oh, okay, so I'll play some of those guitars. Just like people do the beat makers now. And be make, oh, I see you make beat makers with your thing and everybody copies it. And they go out and try to be a producer, quote unquote, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, except we, you know, they, you know, well, then there was like bands with long hair and white guys <laughs> and I wasn't that. Yeah. But I still could play and sing very well. Um, but that's what I was. That's what I was doing. And not even understanding what a studio was, and I, you know, what do you call it, the luck of whatever you want to call it, I ran into a girl whose father actually owned a record label. Hmm. And I didn't even know any of that. And, and it turned out to be Jerry Wexler, who owned Atlantic Records. Wow. Mm-hmm. And through that door, I ended up being able to work there. And that's a long story. It wasn't that easy. Not, not, nothing's any different. Nothing's ever easy, ever when. But I was able to get through that thing and see people like Tommy Downs, who's a great, great engineer, Reef Martin, great producers. And I was just, I was flabbergasted. I was like, holy shit. Wow. This is amazing. You know, this, even like one thing that we don't have today, even the smell of the freaking tape when you walked in the room, it was a, it was a whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So oh, wow. that's why I kind of started. And you know, I learned and I cut my teeth there at Atlantic Records. For um, I was at Atlantic Records in the studio for ooh, about two, two, 15 years. Wow. Wow. So can you, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, times are different now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, b- b- back in that day when you were, you know, cultivating this relationship with the people at Atlantic, can you kind of paint that picture for all of our, you know, aspiring engineers and producers? I mean, what was that? What was that like? back then 
It was a simple life. It was really very simple. Here's here's how it worked. And this doesn't really, it doesn't exist kind of as much today because everybody has their hands on all the tools Mm -hmm. and everybody can practice at home. And it was like, I walked in, here's this thing. I have no idea how to do any of it. Wasn't I wasn't one of those kids who read about stuff and wanted to be like people. I would just go through life enjoying every day as I could. And there was all this equipment and the book, the thing and the tape machines and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to work it. And like, you know, but I learned by watching and saying nothing, mm-hmm. because if I said something, they would throw me out of the room. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me be around. So the name of the game was like, everybody was a lot older back then. than I, I mean, I'm a little, I'm, I'm 16 and um, I'm still going to high school. And, you know, and, wow. and doing this in between. But, you know, it's like the thing is all those people were much older that were in, in charge of the record business. Mm-hmm. They were all old people. Not, right. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, old, you know, 35, 45, 50, whatever. So I had to act and be quiet and not act like a kid mm-hmm. because that would get wow. me thrown out. And that was my whole goal. I wanted to be a part of it. And that's and so I kind of like quietly just was like the fly in the wall that really said nothing. Watch them do stuff, and I would sneak in when I couldn't. I would try to emulate what I've seen, hmm. and I would I would save the question for you know when I've tried so many times myself and I really didn't get it, but I know I have a lot of knowledge. And then they'd be like, "Whoa, how do you know all this shit?" <laughs> and it'd be like, uh, you know, as opposed to what I'm what I'm trying to say is like now every time I get kids in here, right. They walk in and start asking questions right away. And I'm like, mm. why don't you sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> just watch. And just no, that's not good. And, and watch. And you know what? <laughs> More is going to be revealed. Like, you're going to learn so much, but you're so busy but what, you're so busy worrying about yourself, mm-hmm. you're not going to get this. And I'm not putting wow. people down. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting, I'm not putting a generation down because there's, there's a lot of talented, yeah. really cool people. You know, in the, and, and music is ridiculous. sounding amazing now. Uh, I'm just saying, but that's one of the things that was very different. And why is that? Because they have the tools and they read online and they go to all these little tutorials and they know they know more shit than I knew when I was in the room. But I think it's also kind of like what you said. It was much simpler back then. Now it's like, you know, with social media and the news, everyone's kind of trying to be at the forefront. Everyone's trying to compete with each other, you know, and especially the way music's coming out now. Like, you know, there's new music comes out every day. So I think people are always trying to get to the next thing, so to speak. So like, even with the example you mentioned about well, asking questions, I think every like, you know, kids right. want to like ask questions so they can learn and move on to the next thing and learn and keep moving versus kind of like, they don't, what, no, what I, said, I, I disagree. Just I don't think they really, I disagree with that. What I'm saying is when I listen to them talk, they don't want to learn. They want to show you how important they are. Mm. That's what That's I feel like. Point. They're not listening. You know, they walk in right away just asking questions. I'm like, just, why don't you just shut up and listen? Yeah. And you might learn something. Mm. You're so busy showing me what you know. And but here's the thing. Yes, you're right. And, and, I, and, and the knowledge they have is great. But it's like, my thing is like, you don't know when to use what you got, right. which makes it almost useless. Mm. And I'm not trying to, I'm really, I'm not trying to talk down. Don't get me wrong. Anybody listening, I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> but but um, this is amazing. one of the things that I do notice because I'm looking for that, that that kid that I could just pass the wand to and go, yo, here's everything I got. Take it. Run with it. I can't find that person because they're all busy trying to be the star right away today. Mm-hmm. But also, and that wasn't that wasn't what I was trying to be. I wasn't trying to be a star back then. I was yeah. just trying to get through fucking life. Yeah. But I think you know? also, like, you know, nowadays <laughs> a lot of people feel like they have to show a lot in order f- like show yeah. and prove kind of, you know, yeah. so a lot of people feel like they have to go in the room and like check this out. 
prove themselves. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. But it, but you are definitely right where it's like sometimes you just have to sit and analyze and take and it all in and then wait yeah. until it's the time. You know? Yeah, you got to because then it's, sometimes it, it's it's, counter, it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. You get in the room and you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm the new new kid," mm-hmm. but like you well, know, and you're show you're you're sticking your chest out too early mm-hmm. in a way, right? Yeah. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. I and I and I try to get interns a lot to people to help me. And here's what I do: I'll start doing what I do, and I'll you know, listen. I don't have time to be learning all this. Sh- everything everything comes out every day with a new thing, with a new thing, with a new thing. I don't have time to be learning all that stuff. I know how to get through it. Sometimes it's a little slow by the newer standard, but I can get through it, and I know what, I know what to do with it, right? But they'll start telling me, you know you can do this? And I'm like, I, I know there's a way to do it, but I'm comfortable doing this, okay? Right. And then they'll keep doing that. No, but here's the thing. Then I'll get to something I really don't know, and I'll go, hey, do you know how to do this? And they're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, see, you're useless. <laughs> yeah. now, I need, now I need you, and you don't know shit. You're busy telling me when I don't need yeah. you. So I'm not trying to, and once again, I'm not trying to put, no, you just got me in this, this, I'd rather go away from this tangent. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is good because there's, yeah, there's it's people need to know this. Way. It's very frustrating. I'm, I'm really looking for really good, talented people that are willing to go ahead and take the wand and go to the next level because, you know, you're only going to get greater at it. Yeah, yeah. You're only yeah. going to get really, there's some really, there's, there's some really good talent out there, man. I got to say, I admire a lot of, I, I admire what's out there now. The music is fucking crazy. Well, speaking of that, what are what are what are, what are, what are some uh, some engineers or even songs that you're sort of impressed by, mix wise and that sort of thing? Well, you know, mixing wise, I mean, at this at this point in life, it's like there's too much music to be okay. At the speed that I'm working, let's say I'm working kind of every day on my on working on stuff, I don't really have the time to go out and search and find out this and that, and you know, it's like I'm kind of like. I'll hear something, somebody will say something, but I kind of maybe didn't ask them who did it, and I don't go read. That's another thing. Information's not available like that as readily yeah. anymore. Right. Uh, you know, it used to be, there wasn't, a, you heard an album, there it is. Boom. He did this, boom, boom, boom. Now it's like, oh, this is nice. Uh, go to iTunes. Well, well, information. Okay, they forgot to leave the engineer saying that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm spending my day researching that. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm trying to do all day. Right. I know I, I enjoyed the record. Right. So that that's why at the end of that uh, it's like you know I just know that I like, I like a lot of records and if you can ask which ones right now I'm like I don't know because I'm in the middle of mixing something so my mind exactly. isn't even really there exactly <laughs> exactly also um, too I th- I think um, being an uh, an engineer and and you know you can uh, confirm this if you agree but I think being an engineer requires a, a very deep level of um, of discipline yeah in terms of your patience, your ears, concentration, concentration <laughs> um, you know, attention to detail. And really, I, I feel like the, the art of, of audio engineering is like one consistent cycle of um, fixing problems, mm-hmm. right? What, so what's your... It's, it's always been that. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually always been that. And the, the thing that I think that's interesting is like with the new technology and what's available... There aren't as many problems. Mm. Uh, what, what, you know, and, and the thing is, here's, here's one of the biggest factors that did exist back in the day. And I'm not trying to go, go back in the day, my day. But seriously. <laughs> I like that, when a, though. When a guy came in and he played a part and he and went, and went to tape, you didn't move it around. There's no samplers. You're not going to move it around again. And when he leaves, if you fuck up and you punch in, and you paid him money, first of all. He got paid money for his part, Right. So right. when he leaves, you're never going to see him again. So if you mess up anything on that tape, it's called money. 
So th- it was a different kind of um, urgency that we did everything with. It's like the band's here now. They're going to be here for this many hours because they paid for this kind of time. They paid for this. So you got to get everything now. You got to get it now. Mm. And right. and when they walk away, you've got to have a representable uh, picture of what they did. And if you messed up with the, you know, miking this or do that or there was a mistake, you got to find a way to fix it. Like you said, a problem. You got to find a way to get rid of that problem. There are 50 plugins that are problems before you that are problem solvers before you start. Mm. Yeah. And what I've also found is there's no urgency in doing the parts um, because people just can do them again because they weren't so labor-intensive to put down in the first place. And that's not for everybody, I'm sure. But that was really the thing. You know, you you did a vocal, and you're punching in a vocal, and when they have a certain line that that we just spent 30 minutes on, that one line, and you want to punch the next line, if you punch in early, you just... That's it. You fucked it up. <laughs> you get it out of the seat and leave. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like yeah. it was like very urgent. You're paying attention to everything that was happening. People didn't stand in the dark to do vocals because they were into their own world. It's like we do them together. Oh, I see you're getting ready to sing. You're opening your mouth so I can punch. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we're doing this together. Now it's like people just walk in and like, what are you doing? Just run the thing. I'm like, okay, I'll just run the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know, That's and then... If I'm, and the thing that's great about this technology is like if I happen to punch in the wrong place, I'll just pull it out. So it, it's non-destructive. Mm-hmm. Right. So it yeah. really it has everybody on a, a level of like, I guess, reaching for more other interesting, tricky stuff that dazzles the ear. That, like I say, was real basic. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and believe it or not, I mean, of course, I go for the toys. I'm, you know, I make competitive records, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I do. Oh, um, and I'm, Stop and I'm being up so with, humble, what's Jimmy. up, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, and, yeah, and, 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 you know, and, and I'm, and I was there begging you for some, some sample things, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there's no, no, what, what, I mean, what part of the game is Jimmy Douglas asking me for something this like, part come of on, the game. like, no, like, you're, you're, Jimmy, you're a God to me. Okay. So like you asking but, me for anything but, is, is, you know, is crazy. If, if, if you don't continue to seek what's, what's new and, 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 and vibrant, you will die. And I, the whole thing about this whole thing, you know, even when I had the first Synclavier, which was the first digital, you know, whatever, and that was like a quarter million dollar machine. Yep. It's like, I was just curious about how do you keep doing this new stuff? And that's it. You know, I hear these sounds. I hear, you know, I, I was, I had this EDM period. I was like, I was just making a lot of those kind of records. Mm-hmm. Um, mixing, you know, I was working with Hardwell, um, people like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, interested I, I you know if it can be done i want to be able to do it mm-hmm. yeah no that's amazing i, I think yeah. again that's a, a quality of someone who's who's a real audio engineer right. is you're you're always kind of open to learning and staying current mm-hmm. um and you know and that's perfect point i want to segue into you know the idea that you know you've you've been doing this for a lot longer than a lot of uh, uh you know engineers of today that are in the industry right do you feel like longer maybe, than they've been on the planet? Longer than they've been on the planet, exactly. Uh, how do you do you do you how much do you feel that you know your experience in having to deal with the two inch tape, you know, stuff in the and the you know the the hardships back then, and now nowadays everything is so much easier. Do you feel like you are sort of functioning at an advantage because you had to learn? that stuff the hard way i mean how uh, uh, how do you yeah i yeah. i wouldn't call it i wouldn't call it the hard way okay. i would call it the way 
Okay, that's ah. what it was. You know, the thing is, if you don't know what the future is, how is that hard? It's what you got. And we were on cutting edge. Dude, let me just, let me just tell you. Well, we went from like 68 track. We had an eight track of Atlantic Studios when I first moved in. That's all we had when I first came in there. They had an eight track. Okay? Wow. 24 tracks didn't exist yet. Wow. Eight. So when we got 24 tracks, it was like the world opened up. It was like, figure it out. Think about it. I had eight tracks mm. to put. Well, I didn't, I didn't do that much. I was just that young. But even my 24 track days, it's like I could play you stuff. I did 16 track stuff. You'd listen and you go, holy shit. There was so much stuff on that we were able to cram in there because of the limitations. Well, limitations. They weren't limitations. We figured it out. It was problem solving, mm. right? I mean, you, you nailed it right on the head. That's what, you know, basically uh, a good engineer would really, really be. He's like the scientist, the problem solver. We want to get from here to there. How do we do it? Right. Um, so, you know, that, so that advantage, I would, I would just say, yeah, it's an advantage because many times I still try to try harder and, and and also see the thing is Atlantic we we grew um, producer engineers like the Tommy Dows and so forth and myself it's like mm. because people didn't had no idea about what was in this room or in the room and all that stuff and the gear they had no idea they couldn't pick up the you know internet and just read oh he's doing they were like how does this thing work it's like well you know I'm telling you right now if you probably play that part there it'll probably be easier for this to cut through and then you were doing you were like basically producing through mixing. Knowing when I go to mix, I'm going to need this to stand like this and that. So you're producing from a different from a different aspect. Yeah, and I've always you, said that too. You, you see I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I've I've always considered like really good engineers as producers mm -hmm. because when you're in there, right. man, like you you know it's this kind of fine line of okay, you know, should I give well, you're my the input? General. Right, uh, right, but you are. I mean, the, you're, yeah, you're kind exactly. of you're kind of you are. You really, really are. You're the cinematographer, if you will. Um, um, that's kind of what that whole gig was. And so they, they, what it was, Atlantic Records had the studios and they would have many times groups that had no producer. So it was like, you're there, you're the producer. Hello, you know more than them. Plus, yeah. we also play, I mean, everybody played, and most, most good engineers back in the day, they all played something. Wow. And that you know, helps. I played keyboards and I played guitar and I played bass and I could play drums. So <laughs> half the way I would produce or I would convince people to work with me when they would give me a hard time, because that was the thing. When you have your sequencers now, you know, the, the, the sequencer doesn't talk back. It just does the part you want. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> wow. The problem then was you had a live person playing a part you really didn't think worked, but they did, and you right. had to negotiate. <laughs> or like, why don't you play this part over here? There's nothing like that on the guitar. Oh, really? And you go pick the guitar up and play it for them and go, really? That's funny. I just played it. So wow. that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of, that's the kind of producer I was. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I think that's still very true today. Yeah. I mean, when, when I'm in studios and just from what I, I've observed, you know, if, if you're in that room and you are, could provide all these different things and you have this value that you carry with yourself in that room, then you're, you're an asset to that session. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're tracking the vocals, you're coaching, you're giving vocal coaching. Yeah, you're, you're coaching you're the vocals. You're making sure everyone's comfortable in yeah. the room. You're tracking guitar if you have mm -hmm. to. You're you're comping certain things. You're doing rough mixes. You're mastering. So, I mean, and at the end of the day, that person cool. is of, yeah. of a huge asset, And it's right? like you you control the session because even even the feeling the emotions because if the engineer is off and something's wrong and the engineer's frustrated the artist starts to get frustrated and it starts to feel like okay what's wrong yeah there's something wrong and you know when people are in that environment it's not always you can't always create yeah. so as an engineer you know you're yeah. painting that picture yeah yeah definitely well there, there's a uh i have like an interesting story i mean there's 
million stories, but there's one that was, there's a group called the Spinners. I don't know if you know who they were. Yes, the Spinners yes. were an R&B group from, from Philadelphia, and they made tons of records. Cupid, draw back your bow. They did that mm. record. Sam Cooke record they redid. Mm. But right. they had... Um, uh, da, 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 mighty love in the seventies. They were killing it. Wow. Okay. So, um, the thing is, uh, this is a crazy story because they were starting to do disco then. Okay. And I hated disco cause I was doing all these rock records. I was doing like, uh, you know, the, the foreigners I was doing, I was doing <laughs> rock and roll, the stones. And Sick. I hated that disco sound of that tight little bass drum. That's where they would tighten it up so there's no air. Mm -hmm. And that's what they would do. And it was just four on the floor. Boo, doo, doo. By the way, that's what four on the floor means. Yeah. Four <laughs> times on the kick drum. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it because I asked many DJs. They have no idea what it means. Oh, wow. Um, really? Um, I mean, well, if you're a DJ I mean, you and you don't know four on the floor, come on. Listen, okay. I'm not going to give his name, but no I'm going to tell you when I first saw it, the DJs come in. One guy walked to me and he said, <laughs> he saw a hi-hat. And we were playing, he goes, that's what those things look like, because they weren't using real people. Oh, anyway, man. never mind that. Oh, my God. But anyway, on this thing, they were doing this thing, and they were, they were a pretty big group. They're huge. And I was just engineering. I, I say that because in Atlantic, I produced a lot of records. And right. I was just engineering for these guys. Uh, the Zager and Love is their names. They had written a lot of hit records, right. high power. And so somehow the producer... Z Zager, he wasn't feeling me because I was doing rock and roll, and I, I was doing, you know, I worked at Atlantic. I had to kind of do the gig, you know. Right. And uh, so, and so he kept saying, and he's like, "That doesn't sound right." I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Leave me alone, man!" Like, I'll do what you know, right? So after a while, we got into it, and he kept calling the main office, going, "You sure this guy can do it?" And I started getting offended, wow. you know. And I, you know, I had a couple little hits under my belt. I'm like, I'm like, respect, bro, respect. Mm -hmm. And now like, I'm like, you know, I'm a young kid, so I don't really care about the job. So after a while, he says to me, you know. That kick drum, da -da -da, da -da, I want it to sound like this if you can get it. And I said, you know what? You're right. I can't get it. And I walked out. Wow. And I just and, and the thing is, the studio was full of musicians. And the thing that's the wow. kind of thing where like you were kind of responsible because they're all there right. and you blew it up. So wow. anyway, I walked away. And then the very next week, what is a group called Slave that I had been working with that I had wow. a, a couple hits with, and we started recording again. And I kind of copied the model of Nile Rodgers with um, Good Times. And we ended up mm. with a massive hit. I'm right across the hall from them. We ended up oh. with a massive hit. They had a massive hit, and I did too. But it was like, that's what I was doing. I was producing Slave. I wasn't sitting there making, being an engineer. That's the thing. I never was just an engineer. That's probably... And I'll tell you what I believe now. I believe that when you say an engineer, I'm like, everybody has all this knowledge, all these tools. And they can... I, and I meant what I said before. There's kids that know so much more than me about the actual sonics of the sound, and uh, you know, uh, scientifically and all the other things. I just kind of know how to do it because it was more like, there it is, you got to get in and you got to get it done. And I kind of mm -hmm. apply that to most of my records now. I really still believe that most people, either they get it or they don't. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about those that really know, you know, the guys that really make this stuff and they know, oh, you used that piece of kick thing and you did that and you did this and, you know, all the, all the, all the things that we, you know, we know that make it happen. Mm -hmm. Regular people, as I know, that really consume music, they really don't know. Mm -hmm. They either kind of get what you're doing or they don't. Right. Yeah. And sure. that's kind of how I apply my, you know, still to this day, I'm that guy that I frustrate people when they want to go crazy detail. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to get it or they're not going to get it. You know, yeah. we, yeah. we shouldn't spend another five hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think, I mean, I think your approach uh, is probably the, the, 
the approach that you eventually want to Mm -hmm. aspire to. And I say that because, like I said, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier when, you know, you're in a room, you want to be an asset in that room. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, fuck the label. I mean, not, not record label, but fuck a label in terms of calling me an engineer. Like I'm not just an audio engineer, (laughs) right? right? right. I'm in there and my job in this room is to help you guys create the best song Mm -hmm. possible. Whether I'm on that, you know, computer or I pick up the guitar. So yeah, I I think, man, I, I think, you know, with this kind of new generation of, of the quote unquote audio engineer, I, I think there's this, you know, I guess, um, uh, lack of knowledge in terms of like becoming an asset. I think one guy I want to, you know, call him out. Cause I think he's amazing. Um, uh, mixed by Ali. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with him. I love Ali. I love uh, his work. Ali is so good and he's a technical yeah. guy, but I know he's in there, you know, pushing a button and and giving his opinion and really Mm -hmm. contributing to these records. So shout shout out to Ali. He's one of the few in the kind of new generation, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. You know, I I love his work. But, you know, once again, you know, like what, you know, I'll call this, I I will call this Batman and Robin did me and Timberland. And like, what do you think I did Mm. with Timberland for all those years? Think I just sat there? But no, we were doing stuff. And that's kind of what, I was that guy because because I was that guy, I could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you feel what I'm saying. I, w- I mean, I had nothing to prove. That was one of the great things. I had nothing to prove to him when when we kind of came together and whatever. So there wasn't that thing. I was like, I don't care if you like it, if you don't like it, I'm going to say it. And if you don't, and if you don't like it, I don't care. I've already done that trip where you know my idea, my idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm glad you brought um, up. I'm glad you just brought up the great Timberland because that was the next thing I was just going to get into. So. Um, obviously, you know, uh, you know, there's a, a community of people that know your, you know, your relationship with Timbaland and you guys have been, you know, together for a long time working together. Um, but for those who don't know, you know, I mean, what, what was, how did that relationship start? When did that start? And what was it like kind of getting in that Timbaland world early? Well, Timber. Well, there was no world. He was just a he was just a young kid that wasn't put on yet that okay. had all that talent. And and for me, what happened was you know okay. So if you go back from me from like funk record from Aretha Franklin to Donny Hathaway to Hall and Oates and you know like I said Foreigner Stones uh, Genesis and you know I was doing all those groups and then I had this period and then I went into the eighties and I was doing all that funk stuff with Slave and and then music changed. Right. And 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 this is and, you know and I said they started doing that disco crap and then you know I know I didn't make a judgment they were doing that disco stuff mm-hmm. and that kind of went by the way <laughs> no it's disco uh, crap. it went by the way because you know but okay and then then the eighties came and I was doing the I was doing the British stuff Gang of Four I'm you know I'm doing I'm all over the place I'm doing whatever and then towards the end of that era uh, things changed totally mm. MTV came and took over so then music became a whole different thing. And, you know, MTV didn't include the, the black folks. They didn't include them at all. Matter of fact, Michael had a fight. Michael and Prince had a fight to get on there, right? Wow. So, so, but music changed. I mean, it changed music. It changed that whole thing. The English invasion was half over from the 80s. And then what happens? Rap shows up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to be honest with you, for me, I'm listening. I'm going, this is cool, but listen to the, listen to the sound of the freaking records. They sound, I spent my whole life making great sounds. Yeah. That's what I spent my life doing, getting great sounds from great instruments. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this and everything is all, and I'm like, yo, 
is this what time it is? And it's like, yeah, this is what time it is. Yeah. So I kind of <laughs> wasn't invited to the new party. You know, you could have called me antiquated, call me whatever. I didn't know how to do that and kind of get that set. You know, what stealing from records? I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of my records were stolen from. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that whole thing, but, but you know, of course I listened and loved it and so on and so on. And then I ended up doing a couple, I ended up doing a lot of jingles. Okay. And in this world of jingles, I learned a whole nother, another skill, which was, they were just interested in getting it done fast. Mm-hmm. They didn't care what it sounded like. I would be there like, like, I'm going to learn this stuff. I would give it, I remember I'd be, I'd be like, I'm going to learn this. And then to be like, it's over. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't learn anything. And the next <laughs> day, would be the same thing. You go, and, you know, posting and I go, whatever he says, nothing to learn. It's done. Right. It's like, be fast. That's what their thing was. Because I listened to the music and the stuff they do, and I'm like, there's edges sticking out everywhere. But mm-hmm. they didn't care. You know, if you got the guy's name wrong on the on the ad, then they would do it again because you got the, you know, you, you called it out wrong. That was the most important part. I was like, oh. Right. So they're making product that's not the end product. It's a product to sell a product. That's different. But the mm-hmm. thing is, the speed came into it. Then I ended up doing this, um, whatever. I ended up working with Timberland with, with Jodeci. And they invited me to do this. Uh, they were making, you know, the how the what is it, the after party, the that famous show to see um, the, the the party, the after party, and the whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was a great album, man. Mm-hmm. That shit was great. Um, and I went up there, and Devonte had all these people up there that he just had as a producer, and that he was going to grow or whatever the hell it was. And Tim was one of the people, wow. and they were just all very talented. We were up in Rochester, New York. Um, making the Jodeci album, and then we made, we were going to do some Whitney Houston, and we did some of the girl from uh, T-Boss from TLC, and then Timberland brought Missy up there, and blah, blah, blah. We had the house full of Genuine was up there, and all we did was make music all day. It was like about 20 people just crazy. making music, never slept. So, wow. So, it was just crazy. And the thing is, nobody knew what I was doing. Everybody who knew me from New York, you know, city, they're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in this place with these, you won't even believe what's going on. But they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And, 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 you know, daily Timberland's right. making stuff. To, I just go, what the fuck is this? And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, together we, we just had a lot, you know, that's why I met him. And he wasn't, you know, we, we did about 200 songs in two years. Wow. Wow. Was and he, none of it came out. Was he on the uh, ASR 10 keyboard? He was what? Was, was yeah, he oh, using he was the, the ASR 10? Maven. Oh, wow. He, we, you know, we had these things. I was using the, um, the, uh, oh, the Akai S S one thousand, and then uh, I was right. also using the NPC, uh, and then Dalvin was using the SP twelve. But we were having competitions of which which sequence was the best. <laughs> I will tell you what made me valuable to those to that camp. Every one of the sequences I just mentioned, and then I we had a Pro Tools rig that was coming up because it was just starting out. Right. Um, every one of those rigs had a different sync uh, pulse to it. Okay, mm-hmm. which means if you tried to lock them up, they wouldn't lock because they had a, they all had different resolutions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when Dalvin would make something, he couldn't lock the Timberland, and when you know, and, and uh, Devante on the MP, his wouldn't lock the Timberland. So I had this program that I, I had a sync box that I found, the Roland S- S- SBX80. Oh, and shit. what it was was it was just a sync box which took all those things in, and I would program the tempo, and everybody would lock to me. And that was my genius. That's genius, bro. <laughs> Wow, because I remember using. I, well, I remember when I was huh? when when I first started making beats. I actually I was on an ASR ten, and the shit was not syncing to Pro Tools. So I had to import. I no, it doesn't. I recorded. <laughs> I re, I I literally like I didn't know how to use Pro Tools, so I recorded a click track for eight bars, 
into Pro Tools and then use that click track as my grid. Like just really stupid right. shit. Like, like just trying to fucking. Figure you had to re- you had to regrid Pro Tools to make it to work. You're yeah, right. yeah. Remember, I don't know if you remember. Remember the the back in I think it was 2010. We had a session with Jared, and we're at Interscope or at uh, Record Plant. That was when I first met you, and uh, you know I was like I think I pulled a session up and I gave you stems and it was there was a fucking click track in there because <laughs> uh, none of my shit was synced up and I think you I think you like manually synced it to Pro Tools or something and I was just like. Oh my God! How do you do that? But anyway, um, yeah, how did that? <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's one of those things that comes from back in the day mm-hmm. that yeah. you just don't think about it. You just do it, yeah. and then people go, "How do you do that?" I'm like, "Cause it had to get done." Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, so you're in this room, right? You're D- D- Devante, yeah. and you got MPCs and SP12s, and you got Timberland in there with Genuine, Missy, all this. So, I, I want to, you know, kind of. Fast forward a little bit, and I, I really want to talk about this um, 2020 experience, um, Justin mm. Timberlake, part one and two. You mixed, uh, you worked on both albums, right? Correct? Yeah. Okay. So, number one, I just want to say that those two albums are probably some of the best sonically put together albums in recent mm-hmm. memory. Uh for me, well, personally, thank you, man. Um, just thank everything you. about those albums are genius to me. I mean, their soul, the 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 way that the the transitions happen is just it's just phenomenal, and the percussion. So, what was um? We have a lot of like huge Timbaland fans here, and and people that love his his stuff. So, what was that um, process like working on those albums? You know, in terms of like. You know, you your work ethic with Timbaland and how you guys were kind of bouncing back back and forth ideas. I mean, how did those songs kind of come about? Well, if you have any cool that, stories, that, that particular album, I didn't actually. I came in to mix it. Okay, okay. They were taking forever to make that album, and like you know, it's, it's a lot of product. Mm. You know, it's a lot of stuff that they did in there, and mm. I came in to mix it. So at that point, I came in to mix it. I just did Jimmy. And Timberland does Timberland, which is, you know, he kind of puts his stuff up. And the thing is, you know, he had so many, he had so many drums and so many things that we had like a board. Half the time, we would just fill the board with the drums because he wanted to break everything out all the time. Wow. That's come from our old habit. And wow. he'd break it all out and be like, there's no more room to put the other stuff on the board. So we'd have to like make stems of what we broke out after we did, all, you know, and, and, you know, that's one of the biggest processes of the mixing that was there. Wow. Um, and, and that's probably part of the dimension that, that, that still stays there because when you don't really go, if you don't leave, ever leave the box, it's just a theory. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. coming out of the same little portal and then you, how much dimension can you get out of that? How much difference can you really get? I know all the plugins are different. They have different algorithms, but at the end of the day, they're spitting through the same clock as it were. Right. So when you go through the board, you know, you got modules that are different, you know, you know, this theory behind analog versus digital, mm-hmm. you know, and you got some modules, even though they're supposed to be the same, it's not feeling good today. So all of a sudden, you know, it's EQ is a little different or it's sitting in a different dimension because of that. Um, I could say more scientific, but I can't. Yeah. What? <laughs> so speaking of, of analog and digital, what are, um, what, what are some of your, you know, what, what, I mean, what's the Jimmy Douglas workflow right now for you? Uh, I know that probably is, you know, condi- contingent on the project you're working on, but are you, are you kind of like teetering with both right now? Are you all the way digital, all the way analog or a little bit of both? 
I have a uh, a Neve VR seventy two input console. So I'm sitting in front of it right now. Okay. And I do all my mixing through it. Some projects, if our people are here and, and we agree together, then I'm not probably going to go back in here and change much again. Mm-hmm. I will actually lay down the board and really go ham and ape shit. I can do it much quicker and much easier than I can do inside the box, believe it or not, because mm. I can see everything from a distance. Mm. And I can run right to the base. I can run right to this. I can run right to the, you know, like, you know, shuffling is cool, but it's not the same thing as like, you know, oh, I can see the fucking yeah. base. I can see the level. I can see with my eyes, the level's down on that thing while I can see everything else. Right. You know, um, it's like I'm playing, a, I'm playing an instrument, as it mm. were. Um, so I have this VR sitting in front of me, but the VR is about to leave me in about a month or two. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, well, no, I have the, I have, um, the Avid S3 as well. Okay. And um, there's also the Slate, the uh, Raven, ah. which is great, too. So do you, so I have all you these recommend the Raven? I use on different... I'm sorry? Do you recommend the Raven? There's, there's a lot of talk Raven, about so, it. It's, yeah. it's, to me, that's the future. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean... I mean, Abbott's, don't get me wrong, Abbott's doing their thing too. And that's, that's either way, one or the other, you're doing the future, if you feel what I'm saying. True. You, you're pulling it all together. Um, but just being able to touch, right? Just hand, you know, touch, 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 touch. That's pretty instantaneous. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, you can't really, it, yeah. it's pretty obvious why it's so great, right? <laughs> the, the Raven. So, uh, so it, right. it sounds like you're kind of, uh, I mean, you, you, you kind of have this workflow that you're comfortable with and you're familiar with, so you kind of thrive in that environment? Yeah, and I also like, you know, the sound coming out of a console or going back, you know, my, my, my master bus coming out of the console okay. and feeding some of my outboard analog gear. I love that. That's kind of what, I, you know, it's more like I, I feel like half the time I feel like I'm a mastering engineer mm. yeah. these days because everybody's got all the stuff in the box all nice and, you know, like a lot of the mixes I get, yes. everybody has spent so much time making everything so right. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no way I can beat you at, you know, you've been doing this for like probably seven days on something mm-hmm. and you know everything that you're putting in and because of the technology and you can automate everything, everything's exactly like, you. oh, the vocal's loud there, so you lowered it there and you, you did all those things. Like I'm saying, we didn't have that leeway back in the day. You had to practice a song on the board and practice mm-hmm. it and practice and practice and you think you got all the parts and then you print it. That's how it would have wow. to, you know what I'm saying? But now... Everybody spends all this time doing that, and it's great, and I love it. And I'm like, I like, I'm here. I don't want to just touch it for the sake of touching it. What am I doing to it that's going to make it better? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just, you know, and so that's why I say like a mastering engineer, because if you do a really decent job coming in, I just embellish it, you know, open it up, widen it up. But I don't really change much of the mm-hmm. in, inner workings of the mix, because that's, to me, that's that's the that's the meat right there. Yeah, the mix, right? So that, I mean, that's perfect, yeah. perfect segue into the next question. So we, I get, we get tons and tons and tons mm-hmm. of questions, and, and it seems like kind of a silly thing, but we get tons of questions uh, from engineers and and producers, um, and, and the question always revolves around how do I get my mixes to sound loud enough? It's this loud thing, loud, you know, the loudness wars, right? Um, and, and, right. and it, it always seems to be this ongoing issue where, oh, my, my beat is too loud and, um, you know, when, when, and it kind of squishes the low end and you can't really feel it. And then there's other issues where it's like, oh, I've, everything's too low and quiet, but like when I turn it up, it sounds good. So I think we're kind of the, the in the box generation is going through this, 
um, problem of just trying to get to the right level where it's presentable. So what are some, in your opinion, what are some basic sort of like foundations that you can follow if you are, you know, the bedroom producer engineer that's in the box? What, what are some maybe tools or recommendations or just philosophies that you think they should follow to kind of get them to a better master? Well, I think that first of all, you know, sometimes when I give A and R people a mix, I will just print it. I don't make it go crazy like that, and I don't put those L twos on mm. uh, to just basically do general squash. And sometimes they'll feel like, but it's so low. I go turn the volume up, dude. When you send it to the mastering engineer, exactly. that's his job. You need to give it headroom you know? for the master. Yeah, you leave them, them, leave them, because if you when you don't, if he gets. And yeah. he can't do stuff, yep. and everybody starts yelling at him, and it's like, <laughs> so I, you know, I'm. I see it. And sometimes, you know, if they, if they really don't get it and they they don't believe, I'll like I'll put an L two one for you, just so you mm-hmm. listen to it, and I'll make it really loud so that you really feel like it's gonna be. But when I give it to the mastering engineer, I take all that stuff yep. off, and most of them really they thank me very much. They love it. Yeah, yeah, that's important because, like you said, the mastering engineer won't be able to do anything with it. Oh, so that's like you're just gonna have no. a shitty record you know a, a couple of weeks ago young guru uh tweeted something really Shout interesting to young guru. um and i'll i'll read it he said there should be a rule that you can't use the l1 compressor compressor until the end of an album these overcompressed roughs are killing music mm. what's your opinion on that overcompressed roughs well i mean you know i don't know i, I can't tell people what to use in their lives you know what i mean they do what they do true um and no and i've also had people that actually use over distortion over compression inside their music and it fucking blows my mind how they use it i'm trying i'm still chasing there's one guy that i had um um i think it's charles uh somebody he had the music was so crazy that when i put it on big speakers it sounded like all be gods to shit. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I thought the speakers in the studio was and it was wrong. But when I heard it on the laptop, it was retarded. Ridiculous. It just came oh man. It just came right out like properly. I was like, Oh. But I <laughs> you know, he was just abusing he was abusing all like when I was looking at he when I asked for the two track, I was supposed to fix his music and he wouldn't know he would always give me the two track. He wouldn't give me the, the instruments. Mm-hmm. When I looked at how I was using it, he was abusing everything. Totally not anything by anybody's book or whatever, right. but it was just doing stuff that I, I was like, wow. And I've been trying, every time I try to do it, it's like, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, um, when you're, you know, in a way you're, all of that is part of the art, right? The, the little crazy distortion right. you put in there, you're yep. kind of bending yep. the rules a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's part of it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, when you hear a trap beat and you're, you have the distortion on the 808, I mean, to, in a traditional sense, that's, you know, something yeah. that you maybe wouldn't have done. Right. But it works for that. But it works song. for that genre. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't absolutely, know. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting. So, no, no, you're absolutely right. That was, you know, that was my learning curve going back with Timberland. And all that stuff was just so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got, you know, my, my, I got used to hearing it and got used to understanding how to manipulate inside of that world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so an- another question I had for you was, uh, so, you know, when, when you, you're a producer and you, let's say you end up, uh, selling a beat to an artist and, uh, you get sort of into the phase where they say, okay, we need the stems. We need the audio stems. To mm-hmm. this beat. Um, I'm sure in your career you've had 
thousands and thousands of stems sent to your inbox or on a drive. Some of those organized in a really great way. Other other stems just absolutely terrible. (laughs) Every track, right? So what what are what are some cool pointers? for the upcoming producer or just the producer in general that's delivering stems to an engineer in your definition uh what how would you how would you recommend them you know deliver those stems you know what kind of format i mean what and how important is you know being organized with your well, files with the stems the way that I, I i appreciate getting stems when i'm about to mix a record mm. um is i appreciate to have the wet and the dry Mm, if I don't have the same door that you have, if I don't have the same door so I can get inside and play with the stuff, I'll take the wet stem and the dry stem, and then I'll choose between those two. Because sometimes, you know, let's talk, let's, you know, the demoitis thing, you know, right. I can't always do what you did. I, you know, you might have, a lot of, a lot of stuff that was done on boards, and it's like, I don't know what they have in the EQ they put. I can't, I can, I'm not going to spend all day matching that. You're not using my talents right. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because then if, I'm, if I got to go that far just to get back to zero, you just burnt me out, and I don't have the advantage you have because you guys have the you know what you did. I don't know what you did, mm. and there's a million ways to get sounds these days, you know. So right. I'm like, give me the wet, give me the dry, and that way, if everything is cool and everybody loves it, oh, you know, we love the way that things sound, and oh, fine, and there's the wet. Mm. You know, and people say, you know, it's just a delay. I go, it's just a delay. But every one of these makers of the delays, the way they proportion their stuff and their algorithms, they actually do sound different. I know that's not totally true, but it is kind of true. So they'll have a delay they love, and I'll try to get it, and I'll get it, but it doesn't have the same whatever. And it could be my level going in versus the level going out. It could be, you know, on either side of the engine. So all those things are like, I'm spending my day chasing something which doesn't make any sense. My day should be used and trying to enhance what, you know, the vision that you guys put together and spend all that time on. Yeah. So yeah. if you do that, then I end up with a, a vocal that, I, that that's kind of whatever to me. I'll go, you know what? I'll just cut this from, I'll go back to the beginning and make it my way because you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. You? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, and that, that, that I get yeah. choices that way. Yeah, I mean, that's great. So, moral of the story is send the wet and the dry. Yeah, um, that's so right. And, and 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 here's and here's really really I I I always go back to record companies about this when they have a mix, a rough mix, and send a reference, of course, obviously. But that reference that they've been listening to for the last two or three months, everybody's married to that reference. I don't care what you say, yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. change it, right? So, so I'm yeah. like, send me that reference and. Send me what made that reference. To me, I view that as a tape machine. I'm like, that's what the tape machine sounded like. With everything that you did to it, that should come up when I pull up the fader. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I can go from there and do things. But when you go from zero, like the other thing, like drums, like a lot of people, the, the Brooklyn crew, they, they send drums and it's like they got like 15 drum tracks and mics. And there's no any anything on him. I'm listening to Ruff. I'm going, how do I know which mic you use more or less of? And then I'm like, you should have used It's like, why don't you just give me what you guys spent a week on? Because yeah. I know you did. Yeah. Just give me the stuff. And and, and, and the other advice is like to the engineers, and, and I, I totally understand this. They feel many times slighted by the entrance of an outside mixer, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, why should you do it? I busted my ass making it. That's correct. You did. But you guess what? We all win. In the end, we all win. Mm. You know, when you make it hard for me, 
it doesn't come out right, and none of us win. Yeah. So where are we getting with that? Yeah, there's a, that's a good point. You know, that's just. Yeah, I'm not trying to preach. By the way, I hate to. I hate to be. No, yeah. no, that's like, actually these are things that are. Basic to me, you know. That, that's actually a really good point because I think that mirrors like the production world too, where it's like, you know, if I'm working on a track and I play guitar on something and I'm not that good of a guitar player, like let's bring someone in who really right. plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. and let's let's comp that and compare the two, and maybe the original take with mine was where the magic was, or maybe the new one is better. So yeah. I think it, that you're saying it's kind of the same in the in the audio world, yeah. where you know you want to get kind of other people's hands on it. And then keep the best yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I've, I've seen oh. situations like that where, you know, you'd have a, a mix engineer do, you know, he'll do he'll do a mix and it's not necessarily where it needs to be. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, let's pass it on to someone that can take it to the next level. And they're kind of like, well, let me try to fix it a little more. Right. Let me try to change a couple things. Yeah. And then they try and try and it just doesn't work. And it's yeah. like, let's give it to someone that would... Maybe give a fresh yeah. take on it, right? Because, like you said, you all win at the end. Like yep. you're not, you don't want to fight for oh, no, a like shitty. A, mix. Honestly, if you know, if yeah. you get a record that goes and and the Grammy comes, you all end up on the stage right. together. Right. Exactly. And and eventually, you you know, it, I and you know those those guys that are really good, I've watched them grow. They are my competitors, and I'm never saying they were below me or anything because they're just people doing a job, pretty much. And some are smarter than others, and some have the ability to let go. But those guys, you know, they're, I'm chasing them now. You know what I'm saying? Because they were patient and they were willing to take the crap for a while because it does, no matter what you do in life, well, that's not true, but I mean, I don't, <laughs> hey. but no matter what, you know, it, it takes a minute to get, you know, you got to sacrifice something. You can't just have it all for nothing because yeah. you wouldn't appreciate it then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, which actually yeah. brings me to a segue, which is, has nothing to do with, your sh with what you're talking about, but it's a segue, but it's a, and it's about, I hate to say it, because I'm not really a, a patriotic human being like that, mm -hmm. and I just noticed about a thing that happened to us in this country, and I'm not trying to be political, but loving democracy, I was like, it was taken for granted my whole life, and now that there's somebody there who's trying to, like, fuck with it, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, man, you can't, this, suddenly I'm political, because I'm like... Yeah. I didn't really care when it was free. Now you're taking away freedom. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. And exactly. then, you know, so yeah, I was working on this record actually, um, called the dreamer with this, uh, artist, uh, Ms. Poppins. Okay. And we just did this thing. Actually, if you, if you go to YouTube and you just look up uh, under dreamer, Ms. Poppins, we did an immigration thing and I'm not trying to be political, but it's like, it's just a good song. Mm -hmm. It's called dreamer. And, um, and I, and I was thinking about it, I was going, what is, what is what you do? What do you suddenly care? And I was like, because they're taking it away. Suddenly, I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I it's appreciate true. it. You know what I mean? It's true. And you just have it for nothing. So I'm saying the same thing. You know, you got to work to get to it. And then all of a sudden, you might appreciate where you're standing. True. That's a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. Really, really good Gem. point. Gem. Gems. Gems. Jewels. Gem. Um, so, you, you know, uh, and this is, I, I guess this will be sort of like one of the last questions here but um there, there's a you know at this point in time there's a plethora of aspiring you know audio engineers slash producers um and okay. you, know, you know it's a lot of in the box stuff blah 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 um what would be your and i know when you were coming up it was it was a lot different but in, in today's climate just from your experience and what you your opinion is what, what what are what are some things that the aspiring engineer slash producer can do to really get their feet 
off the ground and really, you know, find a place for themselves in the industry, maybe start making a little bit of money, you know, um, cause a lot of times there's confusion there. Some people, you know, um, rent out a space and start their own studio and they start, you know, renting out studio time to different people. Other, other engineers are sort of working with producers and cultivating relationships that way. So what, 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 what's your advice on that front in terms of like a good place to start for the aspiring, you know, engineer? Um, well, see, like, once again, I believe it, it was no different than back when I started. I was, mm-hmm. I wasn't an engineer. I was just a, a I was a producer mm-hmm. and Atlantic, they, what it was, was, I mean, I didn't tell you this part, but like I, I, what happened was I'd find these groups to bring in and they were like, and then they were like, Oh, I said, can I use the studio to record these groups? They're like, sure. And I go, okay, who's going to record it? They go, you do it. Nah. And that's kind of the position I was put in. Mm-hmm. And these groups I would bring in every time they go, group is, the group is okay, but they're not, you know, and I'm like, dude, they sound like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And they go, we have Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Jimmy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I see the big picture. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but they go, and every time that they go, but the, the songs, these sound amazing. It sounds great though. So they kept doing that. And I was like, after a while, I was like, okay, so you'll let me play. In other words, my thing is like this. Whatever position you can play in the field, get on the ball field. Mm, like, I like that. The title's not that important whether you're in engine. It doesn't matter what you are. Mm. Be able to do all the positions you can do, play to your strength. And, you know, if, like you said earlier, if you want to, if, you, if you're just a guitar player for the day, then be the guitar player. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. It's part, of, it's part of the bigger picture. Mm. You know, and, like that. and that, that's how I, that's how I've always looked at it. Cause I've always, you know, like I said, I ended up doing this by default. Um, right. and, and, and I think, and I also believe personally with the way that, like I said, I talk about the tools a lot because they're so God, my goodness, all this great stuff's out there and all this information's out there. You can learn everything about anything and everything. And I'm like, so to me, it's like, they're kind of the same position. Like EDM proves it. All those producers, quote unquote, EDM heads, they they mix all their own stuff, most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're mixing the shit in because, fucking Ableton. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mix in Ableton. Hey, careful. <laughs> yeah. So what are you <laughs> no, I mean, using? Yeah. I want to know but, what 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 no, are you no, but, using? But I'm just saying that basically they have the vision, and instead of by you know the way that everything's set up now and the way they're creating music. It's not like people came and played and did whatever. Like they created what they wanted and they're just putting it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much right. Yeah. 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 So Jimmy, what, what, so gear, I, that, what gear are you using right now? Like you, are you using Ableton, Pro Tools? What's your favorite? I plugin? use Ableton. Okay. I, I use Ableton. I dabble in Fruity Loops a little bit. Oh, hey, um, I, I see you. Tools, of course. <laughs> I see you, Jimmy uh, D. Shout Logic. out to you. <laughs> How do you I like can do Logic? The, I can actually do. I can do all the DAWs. What's your favorite? Logic was cool, but you know, it, here's the thing. I started Logic when they were back in like the sixties or whatever, mm. and it was a yeah. you had to go to school to work the damn thing. Yeah. Wow. So I kind of got weaned off of it. I don't know if you guys know Ableton back. I'm not. I mean, Logic back then it was really tough to just even record. Hmm. There were so wow. many steps, and now they've gotten it down. But while they've gotten it down, I'm really, I'm really proficient with Pro Tools. Really proficient with it. And Ableton, I can sleep, I eat and sleep in it. And I can do Logic, but for mixing, it's a little cumbersome for me. Just mm. for me. Wow. Um, wow. And, um, and, and the, the loops, I really just kind of, I don't mix, I just kind of do, I just kind of do it to play with stuff and make, you know, make stuff. Yeah. I love it. And of course, there's it. Studio One that I'm trying to work on to try to studio catch. Studio One. Really 
Yeah. It's, it's another doll of the future, but you know, here yeah. we go. That's like five different dolls I kind of mm. know and you know, it's, it That's doesn't end. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't end. I mean, it, it, I think the fascinating thing about you, Jimmy, is like you, regardless of like what time period it is, you know, I mean, you, you've been through through many phases, but you're you're always learning and mm-hmm. you're always wanting to see, OK, what's yeah. the thing now? How can this improve this and that? I think that is a formula and key to success. I do. So that's great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, so Hopefully, you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we get together, man? What do we get together? We, yeah, we, ha- we have to, man. Well, maybe when you're done, maybe when you're done, uh, you know, working with Timberland, then Grammys and <laughs> Grammys, and <laughs> yeah, right. you know. Um, yeah, but- Justin's coming out with new. coming with new album, I believe. Well, I don't believe we're starting. We're working on it, so I don't oh. believe it's just better when when it's done. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and actually, can- this one has this one has, should have. Uh, uh, We'll get down on it, I believe, and um, that's good. Wow. Which, you know, and maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Ilman can do a, a cowbell yeah. somewhere. <laughs> right? Can I get a cymbal hit somewhere? Can I get a, can clap I get a somewhere? Can I get a hi hat in yeah. there somewhere, clap please? Somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chant at it like yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't know if you know Jimmy, but I, I um, I, I actually um had the pleasure of of uh finally getting to know Timbaland for a little bit. Um, he hit me up a couple of years ago and we, we were able to, you know, do a few things together, but I look up to that guy so much. So I'm, I'm really, really it's looking, dope. I'm really looking forward to, to the new JT album for yes. sure. I'm, it'll be a Sonic. Yeah. Master. Right. Yeah. Um, where are, where you be? Are you still in, uh, are you still in Miami? Or are you in LA? I'm in Miami. You are. Yeah, okay. you never made it down this part of the world. I know. I, I never go down. Every time I go out there, I'm in South Beach being a fucking tourist. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, just holler and we'll show you, what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, Jimmy, thank you so much, man, for joining us, taking the time out. Um, and even off the air, we, we definitely have to, like, finally connect on something. Like, I would love to send you some shit and get your opinion on stuff. And, you know, maybe we can collaborate a little bit. Some black kids. Yes, yeah, kids. I gotta send yeah. you all this shit. Um, but yeah, Jimmy, thank you so much yeah, again for so joining much. us yeah, today. A lot of jewels. Let's definitely. give a round of applause for the great Jimmy yes. Douglas. <laughs> thank you so much for. Hi, right, Jimmy. I will. Uh, I'll thank hit you. you I'll hit Someone you. Someone gets a lot of fun over there. Yeah, it's yes. it's cool. Yeah, we have champagne and strippers Usually. and yeah. and and <laughs> confetti and all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, Jimmy. So we will talk soon, brother. All right. Appreciate Bye-bye. you, man. Bye. Later. Wow, what a great conversation with Jimmy. Great. Jimmy Douglas. He had a lot of gems. So Jim many gems. Had a gem. Gems for gem. Je- yeah, he had gems. Jim had Jim had gems. Jim 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 had gems. He had gems. Mm-hmm. Um then yeah, he uh man, we could have went on for another yeah, hour. Yeah, so let's talk for like literally six hours. Yeah, yeah. Um but shout to Jimmy Douglas, man, one of the best to do it. And yeah. I like the the fact that he was saying like it's not just about being an engineer. It's yes, you know you, you when you're in the room play your role mm-hmm. and if get you're great field, at everything, just get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit That's in. That's a big part. Sometimes we fixate on like what we know how to do, even like on a more general aspect. Like mm-hmm. we focus on what we know how to do instead of at least like putting that energy in other things. Where it's like when he said that when he was like get in the field it's like I thought about all the other things I like to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just like get in where you fit in. Yep. At some point. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of getting in where you fit in. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I miss Mundo. Right. He's moving right. into a new apartment. Mundo is moving. Moving. 
<laughs> so Mundo can't be here today. Shout out yeah, to Atlas. Um, but we are going get, to get into blap or crap. So, um, yeah. you know, guys already know this is a segment <laughs> where we go into our email. We choose a random beat. We play it live on the air. Mm-hmm. And then we give you guys critique. And if we like the beat, we give it a uh, blap. If we mm-hmm. don't, we give it a crap. Um, and so if you want to submit to this segment, send us one MP3 attachment of your beat to info at blapchat.com. Email subject blap or crap. All right. Okay. All right. So our first submission is Masoins. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm going to say Masoins. Did he hit? Oh, he never responded. He never, he never responded, no, man. Like, like, you were like, I think he... He went he a little Hollywood on us. Him. Yeah. I'm you know what I mean? All this love, Masoins. Masoins. Yeah, we got to... We gotta, I'm going to take yeah. your name. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name your next album, Masoins. Masoins. Um, all right. So first up is... Uh, dat pianist, D A T. Oh, I thought she said that penis. That pe- well, almost, <laughs> that almost, penis. almost. I thought you said penis. That country penis, really. no, that pianist, and uh, he's actually from uh, Ghana, Africa. Ah, awesome. All right, here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Where you just go? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. That's no, my uh, Filipino uh, accent. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. People. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're not. Hey. <laughs> that was mad funny. Vibes. There's a vibe to it though. <laughs> if Sade decided that she wanted to like fuck with trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. That's what's giving me serious. Like bring the Migos on. I think bringing the Migos Sade, on everything Sade, right. kind of lab with Migos. Just throw offset. Just offset. On yeah. Just offset. 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 <laughs> All right, that was that pianist. It's not, not like pianist. you're saying pianist, pianist. country. Like is it pianist, pianist or pianist? Pianist. Oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> that pianist. That is it's it's pianist. Pianist. Pian. I don't like the pian. pian. I feel, like pian. feel piano. weird. Piano. 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 Not pianist. Not that pianist. Because if you say pi- pianist, that's like a country person. Like your pianist. Let me see your. Well, pianist. I am from the country. <laughs> From the country. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> no, last By week. By the way, I'm from the country. <laughs> last year, last right. week, your name was James. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone My said that. James. Someone said that. Ja- James. James. James from the UK. Like, dogs, James. bollocks. <laughs> someone said James. Someone said on Instagram that James sounds like a British guy who just had a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's hilarious. But I'm from the country. Hi. 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 What country is that? I'm from down I south. I am done. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from nah, Florida. I'm from the northern that. northern hemispheres of Florida. My name, my name is Michael. My name's... Sebastian. My, my name is Sebastian. <laughs> Tristan the third, I'm Louis fourteen. I'm not good with the accent, four so I just keep $350 myself out. Argyle. This is what James, James thinks. Okay. 
James couldn't make it. Hey, hey what up, Jax? Hey. hey. James couldn't make it, but James. Watch. But we got Jackson in the building. He just came in, the in with spectacular energy. Spectacular energy. We're at the block chop. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? That's not James. I don't know. That's not James. That's his. That's, that's his wife. That's his wife. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> that's Christina. She's a, no, she specializes in she specializes like, in brewing no, tea. I'm mean, ill, baby. Bad when his his mouth was it was how he it was his mouth it was like but no. James. James. We don't got James. This is James. So Where's James? So we got James. Ooh, Ooh. you know what? So that beat from that pianist, <laughs> not pianist. Not, <laughs> not <laughs> fuck. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna blab that. Fact. Me too. I'm gonna yeah. blab that. I don't so need blab all around. Blab all around. Three blabs. When I when I heard that first, I was kind of like trying to pinpoint what mm-hmm. like vibe it was. Yeah. It was definitely like once you said Sade but turned up. I thought it was very interesting <laughs> because mm-hmm. the melodies are like pads and very yeah, like vibe and ambient ambient yeah. but then the drums were like crispy. moving mm-hmm. yeah crispy. they were crispy yeah, yeah. and i fuck with that so i'm yeah, gonna I like that. that yeah i agree yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. good job for the first one especially Ooh. good job all the way from ghana james likes that beat i love that christina bite. likes it I, lo- too. I love that bite <laughs> I, I think i might talk like that this bite, the rest that of that pianist, <laughs> that pianist. <laughs> i think i'm gonna do it reminds yeah. me of my father who reminds oh, me no. of the old days <laughs> in the like, old days with queen elizabeth, I can- <laughs> elizabeth. <laughs> my father was very close to queen elizabeth's haunt yeah i can really picture the duke, talking like this. duke of duke of nottingham who's oh, very good I friend of my that. father oh it's so okay now you sound like my now father you sound like, now you sound like James. Oh, James. Yeah, I'm uh, over you. I'm going to talk like <laughs> Christina for the rest of Blop Chop. So, where's the next track, James? Next track. This is James. My father went to the bathroom. Um, next up is uh, Daniel Did It. Daniel Did It. Daniel Did It. All right. Did it. Let's go. Let's go, Daniel. Let's, let's see. Let's see if you really did it. I can't wish out, y'all. I'm like <laughs> borderline crying over here. My name's Christina. James. <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Hip hop arm is starting to formulate. Yep. Yeah. Got the hip hop arm. Yeah. Like workout music, Work, workout music. What hood aerobics? Yeah, hood aerobics. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, let's see, let's see what comes in. Uh, went down. What was his name? This is Daniel. He did didn't it. do it. I don't think he did it. Daniel, Daniel. It. this is Christina. That's James's. You're, are you James's wife? Yes. Okay. Okay. You didn't do it. Uh, we're yeah, gonna I'm have gonna to crack that. that. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, we can't. You didn't do it. No. Sorry. Anybody ma'am. have any other no. feedback? Nope. I am gonna do this though. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. What are you gonna do, James? Yeah. Oh, James. That's, that's not nice, James. James. 
Listen, Daniel, did it. <laughs> you did not do it for me, okay? Not for you me. You didn't do it for me. Not okay. for my. My it father. My, my father used to tell me. <laughs> father. Daniel. Okay. My father knew a man named Daniel. You know what he did? I won't go into that. <laughs> we'll talk about it another. We'll time. talk off the air. Okay. Um, no, you know. Listen. It just. It was. Just I don't know. Yeah, dated, dated. Right. The drums Boring. were really thin. Drums were thin. Uh-huh. Uh, that drop off was bad. Simply the, the BPM was a little like. Too slow for me. Too like slow. It was just- Unless that was your, uh, like, you, because you know, sometimes you'll hear a song and be like, damn, it sounded like this and this and that. And then that person will be like, oh, that was kind of like what I was going for. Mm-hmm. So sometimes True. you kind of have to look at it like in the vein, like, okay, if you were going for some thug aerobics, like video, yeah. then maybe you would. And, and it also kind of, it also kind of reminded me of like a super dated, like Eminem. Yeah. type joint but like not Rainbows as good yeah you know what i mean like an aggressive like whatever i don't know it wasn't good sorry man no, it wasn't good um okay so next up we have nine it's actually spelled n dash i dash n dash e okay keep that in mind Better be good, bro. We need some movement here. Is that it? Mm, let me start that one off. That's it. Right. I'm going to crap it. Yeah. I get where he was going. Mm-hmm. I think it was cool when all the other sounds started coming in. I think he should like that whole beginning, that whole intro. He has to cut it out because like you said, you need movement. I right. think once all the drums started coming in, it gave it a little more movement. But the reverb on his sounds yeah. made like push them back mm-hmm. where it sounded even emptier than it was. Right. Washed it out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say speed up the tempo a little bit and mm-hmm. like bring in the drop a little sooner, mm-hmm. like way sooner. Yeah. Don't let that intro go yeah. as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. What yeah. do you think, Glenn? Oh, crap it. But it's not mm-hmm. a bad track mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I like simple stuff. So like, I don't mind just like a kick and a snare if it's clean and right. like the sample yeah. is cool. But it's like one of those things where like it can either make or break the track. Mm-hmm. Like the the sounds really got to complement each other where it's like you don't listen to it and feel like, damn, it needs something. Like in the beginning, it kept feeling like that. But I'm all for like mm-hmm. just empty and like just right. drop yeah, the yeah. shit. Like I like stuff like that. I just feel like it needs more of a build to where it doesn't feel like 
all right, where the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, it's like, like so going? slow. But it's good. I would say like, yeah, probably speed up the tempo. And um, it's a good sample. Like the sample's mm-hmm. pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I would fuck with that a little more because it's it's a tight loop. So yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. definitely like the sample. The yeah. mix was clean yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I liked it. But like, I agree with Empty too. But I mm-hmm. feel like the where the There's sample that- was sitting and where like his snare was sitting were just so far apart. Right. You know, what they I mean? didn't even sound like the same track. Yeah. Right. Everything's very. <laughs> Everything's yeah. far so it away. Made it, yeah. it sound even emptier to where it's like, okay, what else is going on? True. Yeah. You True. Know what I mean? But yeah, yeah it's, just, it's a dope still, idea. Still dope. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna crap it too. I mean, I agree with what you guys said. Like, take take out some of that reverb. I think the reverb was kind of washed mm-hmm. it out, and and give me some more like movement on those drums, like more ghost notes, more in between shit. Yeah, maybe like a stronger bass line in ghost there. Notes. Like yeah, you know ghost. Yeah. Give me some more ghost ghost. James notes. wants ghost I'm notes. I'm James, and I love ghost notes. James. I love Ada White. Oh my god. I love I I I love I matey Ada White. I love I I I I I O I. I O A. Potato. Say that ten times. All right. Next up, we have Joey. His name is Joey Pig. Okay, Joey Pig. Appreciate you, bro. All the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. He actually produced for some people. He produced for Riff Raff, Pooh Hefner. It's cool. All right. Let's hear it, bro. Smash. This is heard riff rock. Riff rock. Oh, yeah. Riff-roff. All my ladies in the place, put your hands up, motherfucker. I'm the best. <laughs> Pretty much. Mustard Junior. Mustard Junior. Honey Mustard. mustard. They call me Rolling Honey Mustard. On the block. I don't really give a fuck. No, I'm in the block. Hey, hey. I do drugs. Bitch, give me hugs. I do drugs. I don't really care. I'ma do me. I'ma do me. All day. <laughs> All day. Drugs. No ways. <laughs> Money. Cars. Cars. Hey, <laughs> you ready to know? Why is this Put so you. much? Cali. Yeah. Cali and I got Cali. Vegas. That's just some Vegas. serious Vegas vibes. LV. Nevada. I've never been to Las Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas <laughs> either, James. How come you never take me? I've been to Nottingham, though. James likes this bait. Is Vegas similar to Nottingham? Because in Nottingham you can get chicken soup. This is like the, for the theme music to like. This is right before Love and Hip Hop comes on. No, theme music for your conversations. Like just talk Pretty much this is like, a soundtrack. James. Yeah. James. James. And what's her name? Oh, Christina. James and Christina. Or this bait sounds like 1,000 pounds. That's a lot of. American dollars. He's probably so bad that we're talking over it. Like, are they even listening to this shit? Well, don't trust me. We're here. We we hear you. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's the vibe. All right. That was uh, Joey Pig Pig uh, Pig Nutello. Um, I I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna crap that, but I will say that you know with with certain tweaks in there and with like the right artist or like songwriter could turn into something but it just yeah, does sound right. like it sounds two to three years late yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely you know um I it sounds would, very dj mustardy yeah very very, mustardy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very like when he first when he first found mm-hmm. his like yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. but um yeah i would crap it but sometimes even when like we were when arsonist was here and he was just like well 
if I'm basing it off execution or this yeah. and that. Because so sometimes it's kind of like, you know, how do we mm-hmm. theater yeah. these these? How do we? How are we really judging it? Because sometimes I just judge like, oh, it likes. Yeah, I like yeah. how it make me feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if I was to look at it like, oh yeah, that was executed well. So it, like, is it blappable? Yeah, but not because I like fucked with it like that. Just right. sonically, right. it made sense. Like, it's right. no diss to this track at all. It does sound like I agree. Cool, but it's like a thing where. Mm. It wasn't interesting, dated, and it was dated. dated. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great track. Yeah, yeah it is a like good the track, mix but, didn't mm. sound bad. Everything sounds exactly. in, sounded in place. So if ideal. we're talking about execution, then like, no, it probably would be a black. But I don't think I liked it, so it's yeah. a crap. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. it don't mean it was bad. Yeah, there you go. I don't even gotta say anything. No, else. see, perfect. You no say this obvious. May please have your attention. The store will be closing in five minutes. Oh God. One more thing, I just is, is the sale still happening? Where's my wife? Babe, was, please I, have your attention. <laughs> the store will be closed. Where are you? Okay. Never in mind. the fitting room. I like that one. I'm in the fitting room, James. I'm in the fitting room trying on $750 Argyles. <laughs> Argyles. Where's the tea? Uh, next up we have, um, oh, this is so sweet. Chase, this is from Chase Fade. He's P.S. Mundo Beats. <laughs> oh, he's not here. We fuck with you, Chase, but Mundo's unfortunately not blaring, here. That blaring in Mundo's my ear. in another Mundo. Mundo's it, in another it, Mundo. It, it, Mundo's on another Mundo. All right, here we go. Chase Beats. Man, I'm with Chase Fade, and we got us one. Baseline too is just could have been better. Yeah, that. But um, weird. It's one of those things that could have either worked or not. Those, those yeah. pia- high pianos make me feel weird. Yeah, they make me feel really weird. Yeah, like I, f- I feel like I just <laughs> yeah. don't. I feel like I don't want to live anymore. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's how weird. Yeah, it's that bad. James, yeah. yo, you're sh- you might James suicidal. James. No, life is beautiful. Um, I'm going to crap it. Um, but I will say this. Um, 
you don't get to toy the flush for this because it wasn't terrible. But yeah. I liked some of the drums. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the sound of the drums, right. drum selection. I like some loud. of the yeah yeah the programming was cool. But I I think you really the this beat could have been so much better if you just take the piano the high piano part mm-hmm. out and just like reprogram like a really cool bass line mm-hmm. like a bass line that makes sense melodically with like a nice chord progression would just completely transform this. So I don't think you're completely in the woods. I think you can just get in there and make a few tweaks and this could turn into a blap in my opinion Mm -hmm. so just keep digging into it all right but for now i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's That's all i gotta say yeah i don't have much just i think the drums were a little loud they were they night they sounded like sonically was cool yeah but like they was kind of distorting and then like the piano thing was just like kind of weird for me. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of, it's a lot of cool things in there though. So it's like, yes, it's a crap, but it's not um, a brown paper bag. It's, oh, it's gross. I agree. So yeah. Yeah. The piano didn't do it for me. Yeah. Right. It was, I, I get where he was going, but mm-hmm. it kind of threw me off after threw a while. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, so our last submission. <laughs> <laughs> that face has everything to be like. That's gonna be a no from me. That's, That's a, a no. no. I like the little. I like the vibra- the vibrato in your voice. That's gonna be a no from me. That's good vibrato. Um, okay, so uh, this next jam is produced by Lights Out, and by the way. Uh, the S is actually a Z, so I don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Do not make no mistakes. Don't get it twisted. Okay, make no mistakes. It's lights with a Z. All right. I love it. Lights. crazy about some of the things in here I'm not crazy about it, but I, do like it. I like it the sample's cool like yeah, yeah. I, like this. I, like this I think you could have sequenced it better the baseline's cool some cool shit yeah. 
I feel like it's a song that you can talk about, like life. Mm-hmm. Definitely want it's, it's a life a joint. Song. It's a life vibe. You know what I mean? Like talk about the shit you've been through. I'm gonna blab that. Hey, I actually like that. I'm gonna pump you. I think there's a couple things he can change, like the sequencing of it, like Mm -hmm. you said. But and then maybe maybe mix the drums, the drums a bit better. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like that snare. Mm, I don't. I don't don't think the snare goes with everything else with the drums. It doesn't. So I would change that. But I'm gonna blab that. I I like that. That was the best beat ass. we heard today. I'm going to blap that ass. What about you, Glam? Um, no, I'm not going to blap that ass. Um, I don't know if I'm going to blap that ass. <laughs> yeah, you're um, in the middle? I'm teetering. Yeah. You said what? You slap that ass. I guess, I'm going to slap that ass. Slap yeah. Wait, ass? wait, wait for it. Wait for I'm a, it. I'm going to slap that ass. Four times. Four times. I slapped the uh, ass. Yeah. So yeah, no blap, but I will slap it. I'll, I'll slap it. What does that mean? What's James's uh, between, wife's name again? James's wife's You're name? You're in between. Christina. Christina's in between. Christina's being a fickle Christina. pickle. I'm not really sure because I like the track, but it did have a snare that Listen. I wasn't too fancy of. Christina. But I did like it. Christina. So. Christina. Listen. I need you to do that. Ow! Christina. <laughs> no, Christina. <laughs> Oh my God! Our son is crying. Oh um, my! Maybe I'll, I'll I'll crop it. Yeah, crap. I'll crop it. Um, I'm I'm like, oh man, I'm on the fence I'm on the too. Fence. I'm teetering. I'm like, I do like it. Yeah, but I actually I didn't. I wasn't like like she said. I wasn't yeah. too like hyped on the snare, and I couldn't figure. out. I was like, is it the snare? Because yeah. sometimes I'll that'll be the reason. Like, no, it needs something different like that. But I don't think that that's the right thing to break up the noise. Yeah. Like, I, I will say this lights out. I think you should definitely replace that snare with blab kit, preferably, because that'll fix. Using some of them. Yeah, but change, switch up that snare. Give give me like more of just like something that kind of cuts through. Maybe a drier snare, um, and I think this could be pretty dope. So I, I like the baseline. I like the vibe. Def, uh, again, I think it's like a, more of like a life vibe thing. So um, mm-hmm. just go back there and tweak those things, and I think you'll be all right. Tweak and twerk. Tweak and twerk. Mm-hmm. Tweak and twerk. Um, wow, so that was fun, guys. Yeah, it was. That was fun. Um, uh, so that's a good way to end off Blapper Crap. We had a pretty good blap pretty ch- yeah. blap, Blapper pretty Crap segment yeah. we today. Healthy. The first one was a blap, so... Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. 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 I think I'm that okay started that. it all. You guys are stepping it up. And like I said, again, if you want to submit for this, um, just send us an MP3 yeah. to info yeah, yeah, at yeah. blapchat.com. Email subject Blapper Crap. And um, yeah, that's it. So shout to Jimmy Douglas for yeah. dropping the jewels. Yes. And uh, again, we appreciate you guys. Um, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Follow us on all of our social yeah. media stuff, Blab Chat. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, yet another episode. Um, so appreciate you guys sticking with us, man. Shout to all the producers, engineers, music creators that fuck with us. Keep going. Always believe in yourself. And uh, take a shower every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. We're out of here. See y'all next week. One, two, three.